Hello, welcome back to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Rob Mendeika. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merc Zone, Mike Merkel. I'm here. He is here. We are locked in, ready to go. We are going to be talking, obviously, some NFL action. We're talking Aaron Rodgers. We're talking about the two big upsets on Saturday night. We're talking, we're not going to talk the Sunday matchups because at the time of recording, we don't know the results of those yet, but don't worry. we got a quick hitter coming later this week to break down those two matchups as well as preview the NFC and AFC Conference Championship games. I hope you guys enjoyed our quick hitter last week about the divisional matchups. Um, so far, I think right now on the predictions, I'm 1-1 one because one I had the Niners winning. Yeah. In the And I said it very quietly so no yeah. one can hear me. <laughs> and I, and I, you're 0-2, right? I'm 0-2. Okay. Very strong. Right. Strong 0-2s. Um, I mean, we you predicted – the one seats to win. I don't think you're really going on on a limb. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it is what it is. But we're going to be talking about the Packers, the 49ers. We're talking Tennessee, Cincinnati. We're going to be talking Aaron Rodgers. We got Royal Rumble predictions to talk about, and the, as well as the whole dang card. And we're going to be talking the NBA trade deadline and some Michigan basketball. Going to do you know, a check in there. Lots of stuff to go over this week, Mike. Let's just jump right in here. Um, let's talk. Let's talk. I guess let's just talk. What do you, which one do you want to start with? I guess. Tennessee. We'll go in order. You want, you want to go in order? Okay, yeah. fine. Well, because we're going to lead into more Green yeah, Bay yeah, later. Yeah, for sure. All right, so Tennessee, Cincinnati. Cincinnati gets the win, 1916, right? 1916? Yeah. Um, walk-off field goal for Cincinnati. They go from not winning any playoff games in 30 years to two in two weeks. Big ups for them. Happy for them. Uh, excited to see them. I think, I think they said it's the first road playoff game since Cincinnati's ever won. That doesn't shock me. Um, you know, their first, their first either, AFC but... Conference Championship game they've been in since 1988. Um, that year they went to the Super Bowl and lost to the San Francisco 49ers. Foreshadowing, maybe. Who knows? Um, <laughs> maybe. Maybe, right? Um, they get the win over the number one seed, Tennessee Titans. Um, I don't know if this is just revisionist history now, but it feels like looking back on it, it's like, man, the number one seed was the Tennessee Titans. It's probably like the most un favored one seed mm-hmm. in a long time like yeah you know what i mean it's yeah well so I, I i looked at this game yeah. as a they're playing for second place yeah in general right because i look at the bills chiefs game as more than likely yeah their super bowl afc representative representative yeah so going in that's why i was so into sight like this was the one game I I felt I felt really good about the Packers, so I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. But and then I did I, not feel. I, good I about feel I, I feel good about the Sunday games about my choices. Yeah. Um, but this one I was like, this could go either way because yeah. I think Tennessee's the first one in a really long time where I go, you were the one seed. Mm-hmm. Right. Are you really the yeah. one seed? Like right. you you were the most question mark one seed that we've had in a really long time, and Cincinnati just finds a way. Mm-hmm. They just find a gosh dang way they make that play when they need it yeah that's the reality i think i think i think the cincinnati offense is like underrated Mm -hmm. but it shouldn't be underrated yeah but the way that t higgins and like tyler boyd and cj uh whatever his name is the tight end the way that they play we're not even gonna throw jamar chase in there Mm because jamar chase is jamar chase yeah but the other three guys like the way that they play i'm just like man if you had a decent offensive a good yeah. offensive line yeah. i don't think you're ever going to get stopped because yeah. of the way that this team and joe mixon like you can right. add him in there too yeah. the way that this cincinnati offense is i'm like i anticipated tennessee to hold the ball longer because you did have derrick henry back mm-hmm. and like shorten possessions down and be able to win this game 1916 like that's the way i thought it was gonna go yeah. but tennessee coming out on top yep. but cincinnati just sticks in it and pulls away at the end yeah good for joe burrow 
I'll say good it right for now. Cincinnati. Good for Cincinnati in general, but yeah. I'll, I'll say this right now. If Joe Burrow somehow pulls out this AFC Championship game, I'm buying a Joe Burrow Super Bowl jersey. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, we're bandwagoning hard right Lord. now. I yeah. love Joe Burrow, but yeah. we're, we're going to hit hard. <laughs> we're we're bandwagoning hard. I love it. Um, no, I mean, it's fair, right? I mean, they just keep finding plays. They keep. I mean, this game started out in the worst possible way for Tennessee. I mean, literally, first play of the game, pick. And I go, yeah. well, that's the worst possible start, you know? Um, we'll talk about the Packers game where it's complete opposite. The Packers come out right away, right, right down the field and score. And you're like, oh, boy, this is not good. Um, but you look at this, you know, you look at this game, you break it down. And I think it really is. It, it was it was a sloppy game. I don't think either game on Saturday I would qualify as good football, quite frankly. I didn't think that there was a ton to be like, wow, that was super impressive by either team. You know, I thought Cincinnati, once again, had a hard time scoring. Sack nine times, you know, Burrow was. Can't do that. You can't do it, yeah. right? You're just asking for him to get rolled up on and break something. It's yeah. just you, you got to figure that out. Um, especially against if the Bills somehow pull out, pull out the win uh, on Sunday against that front four. That's going to be a rough time. Um, but it, Tennessee, it just it, for me, it just felt like, A, they never got in rhythm, right? You had the pick six go your way, which was a question. Of, I don't really know if that was an interception or not. That was a tough, yeah. I, a tough I was, call. So, and this also happened in the, the Packers game, I believe mm-hmm. it was. Or maybe it was later in the Tennessee game. Yeah. But – so last week or two weeks ago, I talked about how I'm always okay with the play like continuing yeah, on yeah, and yeah, then like sure. hitting We're it later. It. Yeah. But I think the problem I have with that idea now, yeah. and after watching it happen two or three times just on Saturday, yeah. is if you let it just keep going, it's hard to overturn the call on the field. Mm-hmm. So if it's always a fumble, always an interception, it's so hard to then overturn it yeah. like i think yeah, yeah, yeah. i think whatever that call was on that interception was, was gonna, gonna stand right right you know because i don't think you could overturn it yep. either which way yep, yep, yep. it just happened that they were like we don't want to rule it incomplete because he ran it back or mm-hmm. he ran it back like 10 yards yep. so we don't want to rule it one way and then have to overturn it to an interception yep. and then him lo- lose those like and 10 yards up and that's right because exactly he kept going but th- that was the thing where i was like but I also am not 100% sure it didn't hit – or he, right, the right. ground didn't help him catch it, right, right. in which case – but yeah. then you can't overturn it because it's so close. So I think that's it's contradictory tough. to my point where yeah, I'm yeah, like yeah. – I usually like to watch the play run out, Here's but then the I'm thing, like it's now To tough. support your point, though, because I think that's good that you're looking at it from both sides. But to support your point, though, I think similar to how you mentioned on the, on the whistle call last week, right, yeah. where you go, at the end of the day, right – we would I would rather err on then letting it happen mm-hmm. and then having the ability immediately without having the you will use a coach's challenge or anything to go back and look at it. Yeah. Rather than blowing it dead and then it was an interception. Mm-hmm. Or you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and just not giving anybody a chance to go back like, yeah. okay, you you just said nope, it's not an incomplete pass and then you go back and look at it. Now you have to waste a coach. Even if you overturn it, yeah. Now they've had to use a coach's challenge. Yeah. There's yeah. just other things that go into it rather than I, I feel like if you're the NFL and officiating, you need to insulate yourself the best you can yeah. to, to allow yourself to let's get it right. So they pick six it, and it's a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Okay, now it's our, we called it a turnover, so it's going to be automatically reviewed. And it's a touchdown, so we're definitely going to review it. Mm. Then get the get the call yeah. right. I just, think, I just think, I guess, one slight yeah. change I would make is maybe it's like – you have the call on the field, but that's not like the definitive call. Yeah, if yeah. you go to over, if you right, go right. to review, right, because right. it says like call on the field interception. Right, right, so right, it's right, like right. Yeah, now you need disputable evidence to, to overturn, overturn it. it. Yeah. Instead of that idea, yeah. I would maybe like it more if it was just what is this play right. 
and like determine it right. not based off the yeah. call, based off of like what you see on the play itself. Yeah. I think that language is really hard and concrete, and for a league that doesn't do anything hard and fast yeah. ever for any call ever, it's it's very hard to be like, well, they called it, and that's what we talk about. We watch games together all the time where you go, well, they called it on the field as a fumble. Yes. So. Is it a fumble? Where? How are you going? Where am I seeing it? Not a fumble. Yeah, and yeah. I actually remember. So there, there was a the 49ers, I think Brandon Ayuk yeah, had, yep. had the had didn't the catch, didn't have to take third step or didn't make the football move, yep. and they called it incomplete. Yep. But a lot of people were like, you could argue it the other way, but because it was called oh, on the field, right? Incomplete. No, they called. Or they called it a fumble. They overturned it. But it was one of those things where, but it was like such a weird thing because I was like. I don't know if he did make yeah, the move or right. whatever. So exactly. it's like one of those things where I think like the call in the field to mm-hmm. me makes it so it's like you're more than likely going to keep it. Yes. And so yes. I wish you would. Is there? I wish there was a way that you could yeah. be like, all right, let's look at this objectively, and maybe right. that's like a third judge that's yeah. not really watching the game. That's just like, okay, we're gonna send yeah. this to a review to you mm-hmm. without knowing any like what do you think right, it right. is? Yeah. I also think too. I think college does it a little bit better here where college buzzes down. Like, yes. like I hate targeting, okay? I think it's the stupidest rule ever. However, when they need to look at something, they need to overview, they need to review it, the booth just buzzes them down and it's and it's an, an official generated stoppage of yeah. play rather than having the coach. Because I think that's important. Unless you're going to give coaches a little bit more freedom on the three, maybe give them an extra chance, something. Yeah. I feel like the upstairs in the booth in New York, wherever the hell they are at now. Yeah. They need to – we need to have more of them step in and go, wait, wait, yeah. hold on. Mm-hmm. You know, let's make sure yeah. before we – And my thing about that too is they, they, they like, get to pick and choose which ones they review. Right. And, right. and coaches can't challenge. I, actually, I would like to make a switch where – and this would probably suck as NFL fans because yeah. the game will stop every five seconds. No kidding. But give – coaches three challenges mm-hmm. and let them challenge anything they want yeah like oh, throw no. the challenge yeah. and then explain what right. you want and challenge. they have to do that now right what are you challenging spot of the ball okay they're challenging yeah. the spot of the ball but there's some yeah, yeah. Uh, like very specific instances right where, where you, you can't, can't challenge, challenge yeah. this well, because it's, of it's it's the example of the in the in the packers niners game where they said um it was what was it it was a there was a call that was made and they said they can't challenge it because uh, that play is not challengeable. For yeah, them. exactly. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like those, play, it's those but... instances, right? Or you can yeah. look back at that Lions-Texans where you throw the challenge back. It's like, well, that's not reviewable because he scored, so the challenge goes away. It's right. like you should just be able to challenge mm-hmm. whatever you right. want at yeah. any point. Be like, I think his – I think, or even like I think that was a holding. Right, right. Let, let me just throw a challenge. I think that was a holding that right. he was on, holding on, on 78. On 78 yep, he was hold. holding on that yeah. play. Right. You look at 78 specifically yep. and you go, okay, that was a hold. We missed it. Yep. We'll give it to you. Right, right, like, right. I, th- I wish that was – now it's still on the game a lot, yeah. which I don't think people would like. No. But I think you could then just give coaches the ability to have – Yeah, what call, right? Yeah. What do you that, want? That's not a hands of the face. Yeah. Like, and I'm not – I, I wasn't again. a biggest yeah. fan of the pass interference thing. Yeah. But if you let them challenge it – whenever they want right, right. they're not going to challenge it every single time because they yeah. only have three challenges mm-hmm. but that one really big one that's like that in the fourth quarter the 81 lost in, yeah been lost in pass interference where you go oh, i was an 88 yard penalty exactly wow. maybe that one it's like let me throw the challenge i don't think that was pass interference right. and, and let even me if it is that. maybe we just take the chance anyway because in yeah. slow-mo maybe it looks better than yeah. it does exactly <laughs> but it's like one of those right i wish they would just let them challenge whatever they want instead of just having the officials yeah. randomly just going 
you know what? To, like on this play randomly, yeah. I'm gonna call it down and say we're gonna challenge this. I one. still think too, you know, and we'll get we'll get to Packers Niners here in a second. But I do think the NFL would benefit so much from allowing the viewer, the fan, to see and hear the interaction yeah, between I, I agree the officiating and the booth, right? Like mm-hmm. I do think that would be because whether you agree with the call or not, at least you get the under, you get the referee's application of the rule yeah right and you get that back and forth conversation where they walk through it step by step frame by frame and go and he want here's the steps one two didn't get the third step down hasn't turned up field lost the ball incomplete pass yeah, and i think that actually yeah. i think that's probably the best change you could do because yeah. i think that change i don't think you would ever now you would still people would still people complain, complain about refs, sure. but, but if if you got the insight of Okay, this was my understanding of what yeah. I think the and rule. And you have is. a conversation, right? You see, they're actively applying the rule, looking yeah. for X, Y, because, and Z. Because then, me as a viewer, I might go, I don't think he took that third step. Right. But the referee's like, but this toe was yeah. just inside right, here, exactly. or he turned up field and he took a step that way that constitutes a football move, so we don't need the third. So yeah. it's like it's having all the variables out there rather than having dumbass Troy Aikman, mm-hmm. who has a criticism for everybody besides Rodgers and Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm you know say why he thinks or doesn't think right he's not a coach he doesn't know right mm-hmm. he's not an official so rather than having him or joe buck or anybody joe clatt whatever the guy is having the official commentary be okay well here's what we're looking for and and literally just knocking it off one by one okay here's here's what some people would think nope okay it's not here we're missing this we're not getting this whatever yeah. the case may be whether you then it's once again whether you agree with the call or not, you can at least then go back and instead of seeing on Twitter the next day a statement from the NFL officiating office saying, this is why, and you go, I don't believe you. Mm-hmm. Instead of you saw, I saw it real time. This is the call they made. This is the logic that they used. This is why they did it. Even if mistake or not, as a viewer, I go, this is how they applied it. Do I agree with how they applied it? Maybe not, but at least you have an explanation. And I think it's easier to digest mm-hmm. if... You hear it, yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah, you yeah. You still might not agree, yeah. but it's like. But I think it would actually solve a lot of problems. I do too. I think it would be a lot of problems where you go, I don't understand how you can make that call, and then you go, Oh, actually, here, let's let's explain it well, right now. Uh, yeah, I, 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 that's what I mean. I, I think yeah. the like the Joe Burrow, like the the yeah. blown whistle thing. Mm-hmm. I think because the referees got in a group and were talking yeah. about it. For if you heard, time. if yeah. you heard what they were talking about, they were like, Okay, well, he was running out, and then I thought he went out here, yeah. but I don't think he I mean, he might not have. Blah, blah. Right. And if, if they're talking through all right. that, okay, then what's as a, the rule here? What do we do? Yeah, in this situation? what's the rule? Right. Okay, blah blah blah. And it's like then as a fan, you go, Okay, at least they're talking. Like we know what they're talking about, and it's like, Okay, I understand the viewpoint because that's as a fan yeah i i sit there and i go i understand where you're going from if oh, it yeah. goes against me mm-hmm. i'm like okay I, I i i understand where yeah. you're going i'm not happy about it but i get it yeah, yeah but yeah. some fans won't well, accept even the cowboys spot thing right at the end of the game after the, the quarterback draw we talked about this on our quick hitter where you know they they act you know people were like well they hit him and that's why they couldn't get snap off i go yeah but the rule Mm-hmm. is you have to get the ball to the official. You yeah. can't just have the center just spot it. That Wherever doesn't you want. work. Yeah. So if 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 it was just simply of, okay, you know, in a situation where maybe it's not that close, right? Maybe it's five seconds or like that, and, and he bumps into him, whatever. But to have the explanation on the field, right, to hear that, to hear that little explanation where, you know, Dak or Mike McCarthy comes up there, and they can show that audio after the fact and goes – he goes, Mike, he's got it. The ref's got to touch the ball. Mm-hmm. You can't spot it on your own. Yeah. You have to, right? Just to get that little bit of clarity, I think even though Cowboys fans are mad, you go, okay, well, 
they're applying the rule correctly. Yeah. It's just I think it just helps and I, I, stomach. Some yeah, of these and things. I think I think some of the annoying stuff is like afterward, and that's yeah. especially in that specific yeah. game was Mike McCarthy coming out after and going. Well, I mean, like, he just bumped into my guy, and my guy fell over, and then we didn't have enough time to snap it. And, like, they were basically blaming the refs yeah, afterwards. Right, 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 right. And then I was like, well, they probably told you afterwards, yeah. hey, you can't just spot it yourself, and, and you the, just didn't want to take it in. Film, on the All-22 game film replay, right, you see that back judge huffing it to yeah. get in. He's like, he is, I mean, he has a, let's put this in perspective. That's a 50-year-old guy, yeah. even in pretty, probably pretty decent shape to go up and down the field. But... He's huffing it down there. He's got to get the ball. He's got to spot it. He is actively trying to run out of the way. Yeah. And hey, guess what? If Dak goes down five yards sooner, you have another play. Yeah. It's really that simple, right? Mm-hmm. So it's there's a lot of variables there, but I think in certain situations, just be able to hear the context, hear the rules mm-hmm. being applied yeah. would be help so much. Like that Dallas Lions game, if you uh, if you could have heard the back and forth between the the box and the ref on the field. Okay, what are we looking at here, right? And if you can explain it and apply it to a rule and point to one and say, here's why it's not, or here's why it is past interference, yeah. I think you can at least go, it's not a blown call. It's here's why. Yeah, if, you know they, yeah, if they were like, yeah, the ball was a little underthrown yep. and he underthrown. was face guarding, but right. he wasn't really interfering right. with it. I don't it. see any contact until the ball hits him. I don't think it's an interception. Yeah. Right. I, or it's not an yeah. interception, whatever the case yeah, yeah, may yeah. be. Then it's like, okay, at least I understand yeah. why they picked up the flag or whatever. Sure. May still not way. agree with it, but at least you get an explanation rather than a whoops, my bad. Yeah. Or a weirdly made document that you don't understand. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? For that's, whatever's that's what they do. All right. Let's shift focus here. So congrats to Cincinnati. Don't, I wouldn't mean to get on a big rules tangent, but I do think it's important because at the end of the day, we invest so much money, so much time in this league that it always goes back. It goes back to my point I made last week of it just needs to be better, fleshed mm-hmm. out. You know what I mean? Overall, yeah. just I think more widely communicated, and I think you yeah. would solve a lot of your problems. Mm-hmm. I think the XFL did that really, really well. I hope the USFL adapts it as well. Um, but let's talk Packers, Niners. Um, also, do we have any stats on when the last time two number one seeds lost? Same oh yes, so you do actually, actually yeah. so, Mike. so back in it. back in 2010, okay, um, the Patriots were the number one seed and the Jets upset them, and oh, then yeah, the, Mark the Mark Sanchez years. year, yep. Yep. and I believe the Packers were the sixth seed going to okay. go on to their Super Bowl run. Okay, they upset. Name a team. Yeah. Whoever. I, yeah. I don't remember the team exactly that year that they upset. Maybe it was like the Giants or What so. about the year? What about the year? I, well, I know the Giants upset the Packers. Yeah. Year, where it went 51-1. No, but that was that was a different year, yeah. I believe. I think uh, – no, because the Packers won the Super Bowl in 2010 yeah, 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 when, right. yeah, when yeah. the Mark yep. Sanchez one happened. Yep. But I don't remember the team. The pa- I saw the article earlier, but yeah. the Packers upset – Name a team. Yeah, maybe yeah. the Saints or something. I don't know. Because so they just came be off the Yeah, maybe the Saints team. or somebody yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But they upset somebody because they were the six seed going on to the Super Bowl that right, year right. or the five seed. Yep. So I think they upset the one seed that year too. Okay, interesting. Interesting, for sure. Um, just one. I, I knew we had that somewhere. I just yeah. couldn't remember. But Packers going down to the 49ers in a riveting 13-10 to 10 matchup. Very riveting. Say riveting because it was not good for a good chunk of this game. Um, Packers start out great, right? Go right down the field. They <sighs> score. Three slam passes to Devontae Adams. I'm throwing my fucking remote at the TV because I'm like, it's all they do. Yep. And they still couldn't stop it. A.J. Dillon pounds it in. Nice, easy touchdown. Uh, then the 49ers proceed to have the worst half of offensive football I've probably ever seen. Um, drop passes, sacks. Bad throw. I mean, there was literally, I think, three separate occasions outside of the actual interception that happened mm-hmm. that Garoppolo could have gotten pick six. Mm-hmm. Like, 
and that's not even an exaggeration. We're like, oh my god, he could have had six picks. I, he literally could have had four interceptions in this game. Yeah. <laughs> it was bad. Um, they had negative yards of offense after yeah, like a quarter and a half. I know. And they had one drive at the very end where they throw a pick in the end zone, and you go, cool, mm-hmm. all right. And then, uh, you know, so that's kind of the lay of the line in the first half. And then they get the block field goal to end it, right? Mm-hmm. Packers look like they're going to go 10 nothing. Um, block field goal. And it, you know, once again, as much as the Packers look like they kind of had the game in control, they weren't doing anything great offensively, but they didn't need to. Um, And then, you know, you get the block field goal, so you're down 7 nothing, 7 nothing with 40 yards of offense, Mm -hmm. basically, the Niners are. And you're like, okay, we're in pretty pretty good shape. And then second half comes along, Niners get the ball, go down the field, kick a field goal, you know, is what it is. But then, you know, Packers just kind of hang around. They finally add a field goal themselves, right? So it's 10-3. And then disaster strikes. Block punt by the Niners. Return for a touchdown. Everybody in the entire Lambeau field goes, I don't know what's happening. And then Packers get the ball back. Four and a half minutes left to go. They go three and out, I believe. Was it a three and out? Yeah. Three and out. Um, including a really bad second down play where Rodgers throws in a double coverage. That was the third down play. Oh, was that a third down yeah. play to, to the double coverage? And I went, that's ah, not the best. I think it was supposed to be like an arm punt, yeah. to be honest. Right. And, and then they and it. then they all dropped. I think the yeah. corner could have picked it, yeah. and he purposely dropped yeah. it because they were like, we might be able to get another block punt. Right. Um, they punt it. Niners do literally the bare minimum to get into Robbie Gold field goal range. Debo Samuel has the best run of his career for seven yards. Gets the first down on third and seven. Robbie Gold kicks it. And bye-bye Green Bay Packers. Um, thoughts out of this game? Because this was a yeah. this was a shit show. This this was. This yeah. was not a good football game by by any team standards. Even the, the Niners like, we want to run the ball 40 times. Couldn't run the ball. Yeah. A good chunk of this game. Garoppolo was bad. Rodgers, you look at the stat line, 20 for 28, 200 and some yards. No picks, no touchdowns. You look at it and you go, okay, maybe they just, you know, it was just okay. Yeah. He didn't look good in this game. No. I mean, he had one play that went for 60 yards to Aaron Jones. You take that out. I mean, he's got 120 yards passing. Mm-hmm. And so there, I don't think there's any real positive takeaway from this game, even for the Niners. I mean, the Niners coming in as an, as an underdog, I guess that portion of it where it's like, we can have a crap day on offense and still win, but like, you're not yeah. going to get a puck return for a touchdown and a block field goal. That, that's a yeah. ten point swing. Yeah. So I, I think I think from the 49ers standpoint, I think that was a try to just like once you realize this game was going to be awfully played. Yeah. Like you're not going to be able to move the ball, or do right. anything. Yeah. It was like if there's a way we can survive, yeah. we got to survive because we, we need next, somebody to make a play. Yeah. Because next year you're going next week you're going on the road to either the Rams who play yeah. in a dome yeah. or going to Tampa. Yeah. Those are two pretty nice conditions to yeah. the pack where you're going to be able to open up your whether yeah. you want to pass more or run oh, yeah, just or in general. You, yeah. yeah like you'll be able to do a lot more than when it's zero degrees and snowing and wind chill is yeah. negative fourteen degrees mm-hmm. so you will be able to do stuff in these other places so mm-hmm. this game was very much survive try to just survive and try to get a win so we can go to one of these other two places and either play a team that we beat twice already or play a team in Florida yeah and have a shot at it yeah. But I think this one was way more on the Packers. Oh, and, God, yes. And it's something on the – so this one's it's, – it's interesting to me because I always have debates with people about yeah. would you want to play – do you want to if, – if you were to start a franchise yep. and your first move is, okay, we're going to build the stadium. Mm-hmm. Dep- I mean, it doesn't matter where you are, but it's like do you want to have a dome or do you want to play outside? Dome. 
And I and most of the time I would say dome. Yeah. I mean, as a fan, it's a hundred percent dome, like a hundred percent out of time. You could not pay me but enough to go sit in zero degree. I do. Right. I do think there's some advantages to having the outdoor element. Yeah. Especially because when you're home and yeah. if you're a good running team and you oh, play yeah. good, like the 49ers would be like, I'd be, I'd love to be outside all the time yeah, yeah. because a team coming from Florida having to come in here is gonna have a terrible time in right, these right. conditions or whatever. Yeah. Um. But the Green Bay Packers are one team in the last like 12 years yeah. where I go, I know everyone loves their frozen tundra. We <laughs> love the zero yeah. degree weather thing. Yeah. They would benefit greatly from playing in a dome. I yeah, think they played in Ford field. Every like week. if they played in Ford field every week, Rogers probably has 400 touchdowns and five t- or yeah. 400 yards and five touchdowns every single week yeah. because their offense could be so explosive at so many times. Yeah. But I think their offense, and this is something I didn't take into account when we were making our picks yeah. was they don't really have the run game. So now they got to throw the ball. Especially with A.J. Dillon going down. Early. With A.J. Dillon going down. And I go, well, they can't really throw the ball because it's snowing and negative 12-degree weather. So if you can't throw the ball well, what team runs the ball better? Yeah. 49ers. Right. And that's really what's going to win you this game. So that's something right. I didn't take into account. Yeah. So Aaron Rodgers didn't play well. Defense played great. But I thought both defenses played fun. I mean, Both defenses were great. One defense, the Packers defense left six points of actual offense because you don't count the special teams touchdown. That's a special teams play. And then the Packers let up, or, or the, the Niners let up 10 points. It's not it's not anything all that crazy of a uh, of a argument to say. It's like the Packers defense definitely played well enough to win this football game. Yeah. The 49ers defense played well enough to win yeah. the football Which game. Which is what offense wants to win. Right. I guess in the reality, 49ers wanted well, it. Well, I guess what neither <laughs> offense wanted it. It was the special, special teams. Special the Packers were like, don't worry, guys. We'll mess this up for you. <laughs> you know, and... That to me is the crazy part, and this goes. And I made this. I made this argument on Twitter. Um, I've been making this argument ever since I've had it. But basically, the the argument of quarterback wins, right? And a lot of people look at you know guys like Troy Aikman, who statistically are average at best. Um, but oh well, he's a winner. You know what I hear, Mike? And I don't know how you feel about this. When I hear a college prospect getting talked about, right? Like his analysis of a college prospect, mm-hmm. and one of their qualities <laughs> is. Well, he's a winner. You know what I? You know what that means to me? He's hmm. unathletic. That's what I get when I hear the words "he's a winner." Yeah. Because if he's a, such a winner, but he played at Arkansas State or something stupid, right? But he's a winner, guys. He wins everywhere he goes. Blah 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 blah. It doesn't make any sense to me. Rather than let's talk about arm strength, let's talk about accuracy, let's talk about footwork. Hmm. Um, but in this in this particular game, you just look at it and you go, I. It's the perfect antithesis of. Or a perfect example, I should say, not the counter argument. The actual, it's a perfect example of quarterback win. I mean, Garoppolo was bad, fifty mm-hmm. percent completion percentage, an interception should have been more interceptions. Was sacked multiple times. The offense as a whole was bad in this game. George Kittle had the worst drop I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. It was in his chest, and he dropped it. And yet they come out to win. And they're going to the NFC title game. Yeah. And so if you look at the box score, you go Packers win this game by 10, by 10 points at least. If you look mm-hmm. at Rodgers, 20 for 28, is normal, accurate, efficient self, right? If As long as you didn't look at the score, you go Packers win this game. Mm-hmm. But it's just not the reality of it. So to me, it's just one of those things where once again, I go back to it, even the greats, the Aaron Rodgers of the world, one of the greatest that we'll ever see in our lifetimes, probably ever in, in league history, and he can't overcome – the one of the worst special teams performances in history, yeah. right? And and that's what loses you the football game. Yeah, you know? see, not I, that he was good, but 
Yeah, see, I I agree with the with the whole quarterback yeah. stat thing mm-hmm. generally to a T. Yeah. I think in this example though, yeah. I, I I do agree that the special teams didn't do you any favors. No, literally at the slightest. Actively lost you. The, like, Actively lost point. you it's like ten point. point. Yeah, yeah, it's a ten point swing generally. Yeah. But also like when you play an entire first half and the 49ers have negative yards yeah, right. through most of it yeah, gotta, and have zero points, you got you got to you got to have Absolutely. more than seven. No doubt. So, For sure. Yep. Is, and it's it's always the arguments I've made with like when every time with the Lions yep. for a long time it's you know when if you have a chance and even you have the ball I wouldn't say last because you didn't have the ball last, yeah, yeah. but you had the ball tie game with four minutes left, yep. and you go three and out. Yep. Like it's stuff like that where I go, if you're really that guy, yep. you gotta go drive and you yep. gotta at least kick a field goal. Like you gotta kick a field goal and force the other team to do something. Yeah, make a response. Make yep. a response happen, and you just didn't do anything. Yep. So for sure. to to me, I I go quarterback sets aren't necessarily a thing. Yeah. But at the same time, I I also look at and I go, efficient. you also have to be efficient. Yep. And if you're a top tier quarterback, you also have to have. More yeah. than zero touchdowns. And, th- and that's why there is some blame on Aaron Rodgers today in yeah. the offense because you cannot at home, and that was always the one of the arguments, right, is, well, Rodgers is always the two seed, right? Yeah, he's, he's always, always on the, the road. Yeah, he's yeah. always going to the NFC title game. He's always going to play in Seattle. He's going to play in Tampa. He's going to play whatever. Last two years, you've had home playoff games. You were supposed to win those games, and you did not win those football yeah. games. So that has to be a little bit of a indictment. Now, he can't overcome Matt LaFleur just playing press man on Scotty Miller yeah. and Kevin King blowing that. You can't overcome that. You can't overcome the fact that your special teams just let a block touch happen. But what you can do is you cannot shit the bed the first half against Tampa, or you cannot only put up seven points on the first drive. Yeah. So there is definitely some blame here. Talk to me a little bit about where you are, where you're at with Aaron, because at this point it's like, okay, great, yeah, you 38 and four. You know the percentage looks good. Maybe you should be MVP. I argue Brady should be, but it's fine. At the end of the yeah, day, you uh, MVPs and everything else like that. But you're not getting it done mm-hmm. at this point. And it's it, to me, it screams you need to get out of there. Yeah, you need out. You need out, and you need you need help. And it's okay. Brady went to a ready-built team that needed a quarterback. Yeah, it's okay sometimes to go. You know what? Maybe I don't need to do it all on my own. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, I think I think Rodgers needs to get out and leave. I think yeah. – I mean, I, I, you could argue that last year he could have yeah, – he I probably needed too. to. Yeah. But I think you could also make the argument that they went uh, – like the, the Rams like – showboatedly went all in yeah and, and like then for the next two or three years yeah, yeah. the packers like under the radar went all went in. all in Absolutely. this year yeah <clears throat> 40 45 million dollars over the cap going into 2020 the 2022 season mm-hmm. and that's without Devonte adams on the roster exactly so and stuff like that where it's like they low-key went under the radar to go all in and mm-hmm. so after this year it's you're probably gonna have to packers I don't necessarily think it's going to be like no, a full go rebuild, rebuild, but you're going to have to cut some big name guys. Yeah, yeah, you're losing a good amount of pieces, and I don't think Rodgers is going to want to sit there with a half depleted defense yep. and no Devontae Adams. He's done that already. He's yeah. like, I did that. I had it when the defense couldn't exactly. stop anybody. So I would not be shocked to see Rodgers go and go to a um, anywhere else. <laughs> I know. Well, well, we're going to have to do. Uh, if, if you really want, if you want to break it down, the three teams that just come to mind are like Saints, Cleveland, and Pittsburgh. Or, uh, Pittsburgh. Those are three teams where if he, Denver would throw the book and, at De- him as well. and Denver would throw the book at him as well. Yeah. Um, but if those four teams got Aaron Rodgers today, yeah, I'm not going to necessarily say Super Bowl favorites, but they're definitely they're torch and change immediately. Yeah, now, the Saints. There's no way they can afford them just because their their cap is they're, awful. They're too. worse than the Packers are. They're seventy million dollars over the cap without paying a quarterback. So, 
yeah, so you have Yikes. to deal with that. But and Sean um, Payton might not be coming back. Did you read that? Yeah, I did too? read that too. Crazy. But oh, yeah, but someone like a season. like a Cleveland Pittsburgh Bronco thing, where especially where if you go outside of Denver and you, you go, go to Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh Cleveland, you, you immediately negate all the progress Cincinnati's making. Yes, immediately. Yeah, because you catch yeah. directly yeah, right up exactly. to them, which is where yeah. my slight argument. Yeah. To when we always argue about the Pittsburgh Steelers, yeah, yeah. I go, if you found the quarterback, which I, I think Aaron Rodgers could be yep. that guy for like mm-hmm. three years, they don't need to do the rebuild. But if you don't, yeah. you need to do the rebuild. Right. I think if they pull Aaron Rodgers oh. and Cleveland, same thing, same exact thing. If yeah. one of them pull Cle- uh, Aaron yeah. Rodgers, they're immediately yeah, the favorites. favorites in the AFC North. Probably, probably, co- probably co-favorites yeah. with the Chiefs. Unless the Chiefs lose to the Bills, then right. they the wouldn't Bills. be favorites or yeah, the Bills sure. or whatever. Um, but yeah, so I think Aaron Rodgers is more than likely... I would give it like a 75, 80%. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. This this is even, let's go, let's dig down a little further there on that, right? What are the odds, okay? Assuming you can make the financials work. Yeah. What are the odds that maybe behind the scenes, Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers are actively a package deal? I would be shocked. Right, like. If, if Rodgers leaves, it's guaranteed Devontae leaves. If Devontae stays, I still think there's a good chance Rodgers leaves anyway. Mm-hmm. But, like, say you get Rodgers, and that basically means you get Devontae Adams too, yeah. right? Like, do you think that's part of it, or do you think that Devontae just signs for whatever the most money money you can get? And no, see, I, I do think there is something with the Rodgers-Devontae connection. Yeah. I, I do think that um, – I don't think Devontae would go back if Rodgers doesn't go back. Yeah, no. I, I, I don't – right. Yeah. Persu- prescribe to that Unless at they all. Franchise them. They might they might not have a choice if they franchise. Yeah, if you franchise them, they screw. I don't know but... how you can do that with the amount of money you don't have. But yeah. you know, and the amount of money you would have to pay him if you franchise him because that, <laughs> wide receivers are getting paid a lot of money now. Yeah, uh, especially the top five. And when you average the top five out, that's a lot of money you're giving him. Kenny Galladay making twenty one million dollars for the Giants this year. Yeah, Tyreek Hill's getting like twenty five from oh Kansas City. So you're paying an upwards of that amount of money to keep Devontae Adams. Gross. Um, but yeah, I would not be shocked if it's like if they were talking behind the scenes, like, "Hey, how do you feel about going to like Denver?" Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Want to play in Denver yeah. for Maybe three? Maybe we years? don't take max deals. Maybe we just both kind of yeah make so that we can kind of. It's basically one of those things yeah. where if Devontae Adams really wants a championship, yeah. this is exactly what he would do. Mm-hmm. Now, if he doesn't really care about the championship, maybe he gets franchise tag, gets twenty three million dollars, stays in Green Bay, goes to the Dolphins, or goes to the Dolphins and just yeah, yeah, it takes the twenty five million dollars here. But I think if if him and Rogers really want to get a championship together, yeah. if that's like really the goal, yeah. I think they both take pay cuts. They both go to the three teams I mentioned, yeah. or really. Anywhere, anywhere, like anywhere, Miami. You could go to. I'll, you could I'll go. go on record and say I'll take it if the Lions, if the Lions got in on that. They'd be like, hey, what if you, you want to just come beat up on the Packers twice a year? Come on, that's what Favre did. Favre yeah. went. I want to go beat the Packers twice yeah. a year. I'm gonna go to Minnesota, right? Like, honestly, that? Minnesota too would be a. Yeah, could it's, be another, a it's another team though that they're in cap hell too. Yeah, right? they you are got, in cap hell. Kirk, and Kirk Cousins is forty million dollars guaranteed. Yeah. So, but your point something is like a Washington too. It's like if, if Washington that's pulls the, them, that that is the best one you've thrown at me so far is Washington. Figure out your numbers, whatever you need to do. Yeah. You're in a crappy division because you know the Eagles aren't going to – You know the Eagles fine. are fine. Giants, Giants suck. And the Cowboys, Cowboys are 9-8. and eight. So you know you can win that division. Probably still get to one seed. You come back. You beat Green Bay in the divisional round anyway. If Green Bay even playing. gets there. Exactly. And then – yeah, no kidding. With Jordan Love. And then if Brady's there, you're playing Tampa. You're playing Stafford. You're playing whoever it is for that other spot. And you're rolling. Yep. Yeah. So, I don't know. And they're getting but, their new team name in February. So. As we talk about that, that's an interesting thought that just kind of sprung into mind a little bit. And somebody was trying to make this argument I saw online. Of, do you think 
that the Packers are hurt by the fact that they played in the NFC North because the NFC North was so bad this year. Like Minnesota, not a good football team. They, I get it. They were on the fringe of the playoffs, but they weren't good. Lions, clearly rebuilding. Chicago, dumpster fire. Mm-hmm. Do you think that having those basic – I know they lost to Minnesota and they lost to Detroit, but really year in and year out, you're at least 4-2 and two consistently, right? Probably 5-1, and one, most years even 6-0, and oh, where it's almost like, okay, we just beat the dog crap. So the, the race for the division is nothing for mm-hmm. them. So when they finally have to go up and play against the top two or three teams left in the conference, all of a sudden it's like, oh, crap, maybe we're not as complete as we think we are. Um, coming out of the gates with six wins. Well, I – Similar to New England. I was going to say, well, if that's the case, I think that's even worse of a look. Yeah. I'm just saying, um, I don't think – I'm not necessarily saying I don't, it is or I don't, not. I don't, I don't believe it is. Okay. Um, I, think, I think Minnesota and Chicago generally give you enough of a challenge. Yeah. Even Detroit for randomly – Six and six the, over the last 12 yeah, visits. Like they'll, they'll, field. Yeah, they'll randomly just give you a, a dogfight oh, yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, but I think Minnesota – more than enough gives you enough of a fight yeah. year in year out. Make to be sure like, that you're yeah, out like New England for like twelve years, it was like nobody. I don't think anyone even tries to yeah. give you a fight. Uh-uh. Like I think the Packers legitimately had some fights. Yeah. I just think, and we talk about. I think the AFC is more of the at least in the last like thirty years is more of the French or the uh, the dynasty side mm-hmm. where you have New England, you have Indianapolis. Yeah. We have the same like Every three year, teams. One team in the NFC just makes a run. Philly, yeah. Minnesota, and it's like Bears, and and it's yeah. always like the Packers just never get hot at that point yeah. where you're going against the Eagles or you're going against Atlanta or you're going against Colin Kaepernick's 49. Yeah. And it's just like, we just ran into this buzzsaw yeah. that we just aren't better than. Yeah. But it's always the one team. Yeah. And always the Packers line up with them every yeah. single year. I know. Yeah, it's actively insane. Um, but at the same time, you got to be able to beat those teams. You do. You, wanna, to, you know, yeah. if you want to win a title. Yeah. So. That was just the thing was like the Patriots, like the AFC never had a hot enough team. No. Like it was always like them and the Colts. Yeah. And so it's like, if you can beat the Colts. Yeah. Peyton and Brady, baby, over yeah. and over and over again. Um yeah, I, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of upheaval about to happen in the NFC North as a whole, right? Bears blew it up, Minnesota blew it up from an organizational yeah. structure standpoint. Um, Lions are in year two of a rebuild. Packers are going to have so many decisions to make. Mm-hmm. I mean, how weird is it going to be to see Rodgers potentially a different jersey? Like, seeing Brady in Tampa still to me sometimes like, oh man, you play like on his cards is going to be like New England, New England, New England. Tampa Bay. It's just yeah. weird. It's like the Montana Chiefs thing. Yeah, where it's exactly. Like 49, 49, 49, 49. So yeah, it's like you went to Kansas City. Who the hell goes like who the hell goes to yeah. Tampa? Yeah. Aren't they still an expansion team? And like, you know what I mean? It's and just, it's like, oh, by the way, yeah, you're they won a Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, so. Maybe two. But you're just like, oh my goodness. It's just it's just weird. It'll be crazy to see him in a new uniform. It'll be crazy to see Russell Russell Wilson. Well, I almost said Westbrook, but we've seen him in eighteen jerseys at this point. Um, <laughs> no one wants that. No one wants that. To see Russell Wilson potentially in a new jersey. Yeah. It's just weird. You know, when you see guys like like that the Peytons those guys were just like no you're a you're a Colt man yeah. you're not a Bronco it's just and now now gross. he might be owning the Colt or only yeah. the Broncos yeah. and it's like he's gonna be known more as a and, Bronco than a right. Colt yeah, which is crazy craziness to me all right let's shift focus here let's talk Royal Rumble um it is my favorite event of the year how about you is it your favorite it is my favorite WWE event of the yeah, year right I just think that the possibilities are endless I love the anticipation because even though you think you know or maybe have an idea this year, notwithstanding, because I have no idea what the hell they're going to do. Yep. Um, it's fun. The The whole Rumble in general, it just it starts the road to Mania. I love Mania too, but a lot of times it's you go in with a lot of expectations for Mania, and it never really delivers consistently. Yeah. The Rumble, to me, it's one of those things where you're like, man, so many cool things can happen. And it's always a loaded card, I feel like, too, because mm-hmm. like, you don't have a ton of time. 
especially now with two rumbles, like you got three, four matches. They all better be good to be on the show for yeah. the most part. Um, but let's just jump right in, Mike. Let's start off here. Let's save the rumbles to the end. Or right, rumbles and, to the end. Yeah, rumbles to the end. Because okay. I have no idea. <laughs> no idea. Okay. Yeah. So we got a Raw Women's Title match. We got yep. Becky Lynch and Dewdrop. Yeah, Becky retains here. Becky retains. Yeah. Hardcore. Yeah. Not even close. I wouldn't be shocked if Dewdrop was still in the Rumble because they don't have enough chicks to fill three spots. Uh, <laughs> yeah, her name's not in there right now, but. I know. I'm just. It's just crazy right. to me. We got. We got. Uh, mixed... Hold on, real quick. Right. Oh, actually, I'll, I'll save the question. Keep going. Keep going. Okay. I got it. We got a mixed tag team match. We got Beth Phoenix and Edge again. Maurice and The Miz. This was my Mania prediction match yeah. that did not happen. Yeah, I'm glad. And as I said this before too, when we did talk about, it, I'm glad they're doing this now, not at Mania. Yeah. I would rather see Edge in a different spot here. Yeah. But rather rather see the Miz in a different spot. I, you know, low key. Uh, and I have I have been a very hard criticism person hard criticizer i guess is the best way yeah of, critiquer of, yeah critiquer of the miz yeah. but the last five years i have really grown to appreciate what he brings mm-hmm. um he's phenomenal mm-hmm. this ring ranker is never going to be top five it's just not no. right he's never going to be able to tell you that story where you're like oh man i was on the edge of my seat but man do you want to see him lose mm-hmm. and he does a great job with that his promos are really good i think this is a really great program i'm digging it a lot um uh edge and beth phoenix get the win but yeah i think they'll look good in the process i agree um we got our which one you should we you do don't first? bring back beth phoenix just to have her lose yeah <laughs> which one do we do first uh wwe title match oh god uh lesnar versus bobby lashley you go first <laughs> um i think lesnar wins because i, I think need, I, need, uh, I think what happens later is gonna make oh a really difference. okay yeah. yeah i don't know um yeah, I guess Lesnar wins. I don't know. I'm very excited for this match, though. This yeah. is a match where... This is a match where they, they like, don't like each other, and yeah. they're, like, talking yeah. about it. Yeah, exactly. And and you look, and I, I thought, really enough, Raw had a really good segment that they did where they kind of looked at the careers, right? Yeah. You know? Amateur wrestling, the UFC, or wherever the hell he fought, Bellator yeah. or whatever Lashley did, yeah. right? You You've seen the parallels, right? They're both just freak athletes like we're never gonna see guys like this mm-hmm. you know now you think um, so yeah, yeah and right. then they okay, find more yeah, Bron, Bron, you know Bob Bron Breaker Breaker over here is doing backflips but like you just it, they're just one of a kind that we're seeing two of you know what I mean it really is it's crazy to me in, in so many regards and we've never seen it we've never seen this match mm-hmm. you know and Lashley they've done such a good job with Lashley over the last year and a half MVP deserves a ton of credit for really getting Lashley over not Leo Rush and doing the whole saying Lashley 85 million times, but look at where Lashley was two years ago at WrestleMania losing to Finn Balor, mm-hmm. and now look where he's at now. Mm-hmm. Totally different guy. Yeah. Totally different guy. So really excited for this match. I guess Brock wins, but I have no freaking idea what's going to happen. And that's so exciting to me, though, because I like that because it's so yeah. hard nowadays to not feel like you know what they're going to do. Yeah. So I'm excited for that. Yep. Um, and then – God, here comes here comes the big one. Oh boy, the, the universal title match here. Right. Usos are barred from ringside. Usos are barred at ringside. You got Reigns Rollins. Um, it, this to me is a toss up. I think Rollins the, winning with Lesnar interfering. Yeah, this is this is one of the biggest toss ups that Reigns has had in a long time. A long time. A long time. I, I wouldn't even. I think this is more of a toss up than the Mania one. Yeah, um, I would agree. I think, I think yes. Mania, we, we, you were able to be like, I, I could make the argument Brian yeah. and Edge win, but yeah. at the end of the day, it was like Reigns probably wins. I also wins. think it was the right call for Reigns to win yes. as well. This one, I'm like, 
I don't think it's actually the right call to have Reigns win. I really? think I think yeah. Rollins probably should win. Okay. Um, take the universal title. Back take the universal title off of him and have yeah. Reigns chase Lesnar a little bit. But it's hard to it's harder for me to imagine a road that Rollins wins. Oh, I have the road. It's simple. It's because the Usos are barred, so they can't stop Brock from interfering. You know, Rollins doesn't have anybody. He's got Kevin Owens. That doesn't really. It's not a yeah. thing, right? Brock comes out there. Yes. Five and it's over. Yeah. See, I, I'm trying to do it with no interference. It's yeah, It's not going to happen. It's yeah. not going to happen. There's no way. And here's here's the thing, though. I, I want to ask you this because I, I have a couple questions here that I'm kind of building in my mind. But this one's first. If Rollins wins, okay, yeah, Hooker by Crook. However, it happens, right? Mm-hmm. And they beat Reigns. Is that a bigger moment? Does that steal the shine from whoever wins the Rumble? Um, I doubt it. You don't think so? Because it's like Reigns hasn't lost. Reigns has been champion for 500-plus days now, right? Yeah. I think and he just broke Lesnar's yeah, he did. He did. record yep. like last week. So he wins. Rollins is the new champ. Reigns hasn't been touched mm-hmm. literally you know, like that in a long time. And now, unless Reigns wins the Rumble... Mm-hmm. Which would be very anti. And that's see, that's where, which would be rough. I'm, I'm, I'm actually. I had a, I had a circumstance thinking about this last night mm-hmm. that I think Reigns could win the Rumble. And that, that to me, gives me all the wrong type of heat vibes. Yeah, you were doing such a good job with Roman, and you don't. Need, here's the thing: you don't need to. It's yeah. the same thing with if Brock loses to Lashley somehow. You do not need to have Brock Lesnar or Roman Reigns win the Royal Rumble. Yeah. You don't need it. You already have the feud. COVID actively helped you in this scenario mm-hmm. because you still haven't got that payoff match yet. Mm-hmm. So you don't need to do it. You don't need – oh, I'm going to be so upset. Now, yeah. if Reigns wins, it's still going to suck, but I'll be like, all right, well, I like Roman Reigns. But still, yeah. I just it's not the right call. It's mm-hmm. just so not the right call to me. But – I don't know what to do in this match, this universal title match. It's exciting though because I don't know, and it's very much like it's hard for me to see a path where Roman just takes a pin here. Yeah. I can't imagine Roman losing at this point, yeah. and that's scary a little bit. It's like Okada where you just go, nope, yeah, not yet. Yeah, not and then yet. it's like when he beat Kenny the first time in Wrestle Kingdom, you go, well, if it's not him, what the yeah, what are you gonna do? And it turns out he just kept holding it. So, yeah. <laughs> um, I guess Seth. Here's the thing. If it's not Drew McIntyre, I think Seth is the only other guy who is credible enough to do it. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, I think him and him and Drew are the only two guys at this point taking Lashley out of the equation, outside of like Edge or somebody because he's a legend or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think the only two active roster guys to mm-hmm. take a dub here. So I guess Rollins wins it, but I think Lesnar comes in F five curb stomp. Yeah. Referees groggy turns around the slowest one, two, three in the whole world, and you're going to get a million one of these. <gasps> yeah. Type of things. Yeah. And then they're going to ruin it by putting Reigns in the Rumble somehow. Yeah. See, that's. God, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get that to the men's one. Yeah. We'll, we'll hit this women's one first. But yeah, yeah I, have, I, have, I, have I, I love what Rollins is doing. That's yeah. the sad part. Like, I think Rollins, at any other point in time in his career, has never been as entertaining as he's been right yeah. now. All right. So we'll, we'll get to the women's one first because yeah, the yeah, women's yeah, yeah. one will probably open the show. I would hope so. Because you generally let's does. Get that, let's get that over with quickly. Um, there's a whole there's, there's a whole bunch of women in this match. Um, I'm Bailey. There's there's about twenty of them. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, let me see. Is she even is she even announced I, yet? I've heard oh. that she's rumored to come back. Oh, okay. So I'm gonna take it on the banking that she does come back, and I also think that she should be the one to win it. Quite frankly, give me another woman on the roster right now that would benefit. If Sasha's out, 
because she's out with a foot or a knee or whatever, right? Charlotte is in the Rumble and gets to pick her opponent. Dumbest premise ever. That's fine. She'll I mean, be that's how it's always four. been. Though. She'll be in the final four. But yeah, she'll be in the final four. Um, then who are you going to pick? Bianca had her moment last year, right? Um, I'd love to be like, oh, yeah, Shayna Baszler maybe could, but that clearly that ship has sailed. I'd love to say somebody like Natalia could get it done, but that's not happening. Naomi, hard pass. Yeah. Um, who's going to do it? Lita's going to do it? Yeah. I don't want to see a part-timer come in and win the damn thing. If a Bella Twin wins, I'm going to lose my freaking mind. I think I think Bailey's a perfect person. I think Bailey deserves it. She's been off of TV yeah. for a while. She was doing her best work before she got hurt. She comes in. She's going to get a big baby face reaction. Wins the Rumble, comes out next night, cuts a great heel promo, and we're off and running. Yeah, I would. I I'm would gonna take Bailey. I, I, I would. Bailey. I would take Bailey too. If I had to pick someone else, I'd pick Shayna Baszler. But like, I don't think there's anyone else. There's nobody on this roster right now that's all yeah. that. Like, you go Bianca back to back. I never like predicting someone to win back to back. Yeah. I, don't, I just don't think it's fun for me. I don't, I don't um, think Bianca will win back to back. Yeah, I don't think so either. Um, like, we're gonna go Liv Morgan again. Like, I that's a. Talk about I can't, maybe I, Asuka comes back. Maybe she returns yeah. and wins. I, I can't. Time. I can't have Liv Morgan win only because she's lost. Yeah, like three times. straight times. Yep. Where now that's that's my problem with the Rumble too. It's like if you lose like three straight times to someone, but win the Rumble and yeah. get a match, I go. It's nice that you won the Rumble and got the match, but at the same time, I'm why, like, why would I think you're gonna win now? Yeah, you're yeah. not gonna win now if you didn't win the last three times, unless yeah. you get lucky. I'm gonna say Bailey as the surprise entrant comes in twenty third, twenty fourth, whatever yeah. like that, and wins it. Yeah, or she comes out. It would actually be a great story for her to come out one big surprise yeah. first reveal you know what's weird? and then lasts all the way through the, the women always like I feel like normal one always goes far for mm-hmm. the women because mm-hmm. yeah, Bianca like, won at one yeah. last year I think Charlotte won at oh she was number one wasn't she yeah Charlotte three. won at like five the year, like, yeah. the year before well, that, or Sa- Sasha she didn't win it but she was number one the very first rumble yeah and she, she, and she was the Iron Woman where yeah, she yeah. went like 50 minutes or whatever yeah. so I was like the women always the first person that comes out always goes to like the final four I feel like yeah. that might not be statistically true yeah yeah because I don't feel like it but it feels like, like it yeah, from, from memory yep I would agree with you on that Um, and then the men's one I think this bad boy is it's anybody's wide game wide open. now i i have like three theories okay one is the roman reigns theory where i think okay. he loses Coming but somehow he gets in at like number Third. 30 yeah, he'll, he'll come out at 30 yeah. it'll be like there'll be like three people everyone's beaten down everyone's beaten down one, and he two, just three. goes boop, 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 throws everyone out he, he gets like nine straight eliminations and wins yep. it um so that's my first theory okay i think that's the least likely okay theory okay just to throw it out there because i do think if if lesnar it would be really funny too because if lesnar comes out f5's reigns yeah. and he loses and then comes in the rumble i would just laugh yeah. i think it would be hysterical yeah. but i would like believe it because he's like this is my one chance to get back at you right, because right. at the same note yeah, yeah. like lesnar costs him the match but if i'm lesnar i'm like i guess maybe because lesnar probably wants the match with reigns yeah. but it's like lesnar's beat you twice it's like why would you want that th- like you have no reason to have that third mm-hmm. match so reigns forcing the third on you because yeah, yeah. you won the rumble makes yeah. sense i just don't think you need to give it to reigns i I, yeah. I've, I have always been steadfast we've been doing the show for what four years yeah and i'm gonna keep going back to it you need to use the rumble 
to make new stars. Yeah. You have to do it. That is the number yeah. one caveat. Yeah, so see, like, continue. if this was flipped yeah. and, like, Reigns was retaining yeah, and Lesnar and Laws, because then, then Lesnar can go out and go, we I were supposed to have our match, match at day one. one. Right, right. Let's have this match. But Reigns doesn't really have that because Reigns was out with COVID. Like, yeah, yeah. he's the one that didn't show up. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, I didn't show up to our match yeah. at day one. Do I? It's like, that doesn't work the same way to me. So now it's like, yeah. how are you going to be like, Reigns is going to be like, I want to fight you. And Lesnar's like, why? Yeah. What do you but, get? But, but, but now, but here's the thing. Is, are you going to say, well, I've been universal Lesner's, champion but, forever? Yeah, or? but Lesnar's a babyface now. So Lesnar's not, if this, if this, once again, if Roman was the babyface, then you, I think your argument stands a little bit longer mm -hmm. than because Roman is the bad guy here. Mm -hmm. Now Roman comes out raw, SmackDown, whatever, because if Rollins said he's going to take the universal title of Raw anyway, right? So Rollins comes out, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Reigns comes out on SmackDown and just attacks Brock or like that, and, and you immediately it's it's very yeah I guess so yeah set it up, okay, right where Brock then goes I did it all just to get your attention let's go yeah okay, you know what I mean fair. so I think there's ways to get there without Roman there specifically is. winning it I agree with you the logic perspective of it is Brock's like well you don't have any stance to challenge yeah. me what like, if the Rumble winner challenged me and then Reigns goes yeah but I just won the Rumble so it, that, that, that's yeah. that's where my point yeah, yeah, is it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. it's yeah. like it's like he cost you yep. so instead of it being like or and you could also fake it in with the chamber thing mm -hmm. where it's like Reigns comes in at one in the chamber destroys yep. everyone's like okay now I earned the number one yeah. contendership to you you could also do it like that yep. but for me no, I yeah. look at if if you were booking it in a and now they don't always book it in like the the in the right way, sense. clearly. In the the logical sense. right way. Yeah, but, but like for Lesnar, I'm like, I like 31, it was like a no contest because Ron's cashed in, and I beat you at 30. And I was beating you bad at 31, mm -hmm. and I beat you at 34. Right. So it's like, now you just want another Mania match, but right, like right. I, I'm one, one and oh against you. Right, like right. you've never pinned me at Mania, yeah. so why, why would I give up that shot? Like whatever. Right. So to me, that doesn't make sense. Two... Actually, do I even have a third? Maybe I lied. Maybe they're only going to do two. Two, <laughs> two, and, two and three are just trying to figure out who would fight Rollins. Yeah. And so I have possibly to make the star case. Yeah. You could just give it to like Big E. Because he was WWE champion. He had a bad run. But, <sighs> you know, he gets a match and, you know, I'm going to make Rogers. both picks right now. Austin Theory is in the final five. Final five. Austin theories in the final five. Can you final say, four, final five, whatever. Okay. Yeah, final four is like the one yeah. everyone talks about. Yeah. Well, no, one, I, no one cares about yeah, the final five. Final four. Like, Austin could you imagine theory. going, I think Austin a college theory, basketball yeah. thing going, oh my God, Michigan made it to the final five. No one talks about it like that. They're the last team to play that I lost. <laughs> no one cares about whatever. the final five. <laughs> Fine. Final four, I think Austin okay. theories in there at the end. Okay. So that, I would 100% agree with that. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to look at the, the rest of this field. Um, I here while you're looking at that, here's my reason why Big E should not win the. They Royal have Damian Priest twice. <laughs> Is he coming in twice? <laughs> no, don't tell me. Um, anyway, the reason why I don't want Big E to win the Rumble, yeah, is a number one. He just won Money in the Bank. Yes, he did. Cashed in successfully, got the damn title right now. I would Ron say wasn't great. There were generally some times though where the Money in the Bank winner wins. Like Alberto Del Rio won the Rumble right after he won Money in the Bank, didn't he? No, or like very close after. It was the other way around. Oh, he won Money or he yeah. won Rumble first. He won, okay. he won the Rumble first, lost Edge, went to Raw, won the won the title, and then because that was when uh, Punk was champion. Remember that oh, was the summer yeah. of Punk that year. Yeah. Okay. Um, it was close. Yeah. Um, and we saw how that worked. By the way, it failed miserably, yeah. mostly because Del Rio sucks. But yeah. I digress. Anyway. Um, the you just won money in the bank. 
Mm-hmm. You were already WWE champion. Now, I will not disagree with anybody that says that his run was not very good. It was not. I would a thousand percent agree with that. They could have booked him a million better ways. Yeah. I don't think he should have taken the pin, quite frankly. Against yeah, Brock. that's that's there. I'm like, he took yeah. a pin. Yeah, like, yeah. I was like, I, oh, it's no, not good, know. right? But apparently, you didn't know he was taking the pin until he walked out. Yeah, depending on depending on how the world title matches go, right? Mm-hmm. Let's just say they both retain. Okay. Just for for shits and gigs. Okay. In what way? He's already lost to Reigns and Brock clean. Yeah. So I go, all right, that's a tough sell. Okay, say Rollins beats Reigns, okay? Okay. Rollins has now just beaten Roman Reigns. He beat Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. I have no there's no way I believe that Big E is going to win it. Now, beating Rollins is obviously a little bit easier task, just he's a bigger dude, whatever yes. like that. And also, once again, to me, I don't understand I don't see that match, Big E versus Seth Rollins as a world title match. Mm-hmm. I just don't see it. I don't I just don't I think it. I think my problem with this rumble specifically, if yeah. it's not gonna be like McIntyre, which I don't yeah, think I don't he's think even he gonna I, be I in think there. He's out. I think he's um, out of the rumble. But I think my, he's trying to get back for Mania. Yeah. But I don't think he's gonna be back But my thing is to that point that you made with Big E mm-hmm. to where it's like, well you're not he's not gonna beat Reigns or Lesnar and it's not a big match. I go, I have a trouble finding anybody that is that would make that match even bigger. I know you love the Kevin Owens thing. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't agree with that at all. Here's why I like it. Okay. I'm looking at it from two sides. Number one, the active wrestling match itself would be better. Owens and Rollins would be better than Rollins. Okay. We're assuming Rollins gets the win here. Okay. Cause I don't know how else they get to this, but it's fine. Um, the other aspect for me mm-hmm. with Kevin winning is again twofold. Number one, he's never won it, right? He's a former champion. Well, he's he, been Universal Champion. No, no, no. I'm saying he's never won the. Oh, the Rumble. Rumble. Never won okay. the Rumble. I say yeah, he's a former champion, yeah. former Universal yeah. Champion, okay. right? It's been a long time since he's been on top, right? It's been several years now yeah. since he's been really the the guy, right? And he's in this weird friendship thing with Rollins, right? Mm-hmm. So now. With, unless they just go ahead right and announce Reigns Lesnar and they they milk it to elimination chamber or whatever yeah. they're gonna do right that in between yeah. okay tell me how a build where Kevin Owens and Rollins are buddy buddy right they just fought on SmackDown together and they're having you know it's like okay and and Owens has now come out and said you know I'd like to win the tag titles with Sami Zayn or Seth Rollins those would be the two guys I like to win the tag titles with and now Rollins is like oh buddy I know you're not gonna pick me you know mm-hmm. we're best friends right yeah. And then we see that turn. No, okay. And then we see an epic babyface Owens now against Rollins. I think tears the fucking house down. Yeah. So okay. So my caveat to that. Okay. okay. Where he, he teases it. I'm gonna face Lesnar. I'm gonna face yeah. whoever. And then boom. So, yeah. So with the Big E thing, right? Yeah. So now that that I love the situation. If we're assuming that Rollins wins, which yes. I am. I'm, I'm. That's where I'm going with yeah. this. But yes. if if you if they for some reason want to try to do a thing where like Reigns Lesnar win. Yeah. And then they go to the chamber, and then they're yeah, going to yeah. do some screwy thing in the chamber. Right, right, right. Now the Kevin Owens thing hurts me a little bit okay. because yep. I go, yep, yep, yep. do you remember him losing four straight times to Reigns? I, I agree. I agree. So he's not yep. going to challenge Reigns, yep, yep, yep. and then he got demolished by Goldberg, but, who then got demolished by Lesnar. But let me, so, let, me, let, me, let me pad that argument, though. So I don't think he's going to fight never, either. But he's never lost clean to Reigns. But yeah, but the bloodline will probably be out there or whatever. Well, I'm, so I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just. I'm just trying. I'm just trying to throw as many things at it as possible. Right? Yeah. Is that if Lesnar's WWE champion, I don't think anybody is challenging Lesnar except for Roman. Yes. I don't. I, no, I agree with that. I don't think that's a scenario. Right. So it's all about this other championship. Right. So in my mind, 
I look at a guy like Kevin Owens, gets a big win on Raw last week, comes out, helps Rollins here. It just, to me, I feel like he is, and it's a guy that I don't think anybody is necessarily pegging to win it. Mm-hmm. It's very much Shinsuke Nakamura winning the Rumble to me, yeah. right? Another guy I could see winning it's like an AJ or somebody like that, yeah. someone as a bigger star. To me, I just feel like Big E is just kind of like, well, we didn't give him a great run, so let's give him the Rumble win. But I still don't think, okay, so he comes out of the Rumble, he beats Seth, and we're right back where we were before. Where do we go, right? Yeah. It's like, okay, he's going to beat, who is he going to be? He's going to beat AJ, he's going to beat Lashley. Like, I'm taking Lashley all day exactly. long in that. So, like, that's why I don't want to go back to what we just did. Because mm-hmm. I don't think, now, they didn't help themselves, but I also don't think it worked. Yeah, that's my other. Yeah, so yeah, no, yeah. See, I don't mind the Kevin Owens. I think that storyline with Rollins would be fun. I just don't think. I think so. My third. I do remember my third. My third was going to be AJ, just because you could just go. I'm totally fine with AJ AJ Rollins. Done. Sold. That's it. And honestly, there's a there's a story there too. I won the tag. I took last year. I took Omos. Yeah. And I, I let him to tag team gold. Now look at him. He's a monster, right? Yeah. Now he's a baby face, right? He's yeah. a baby face now, right? I went to NXT, killed it down there now, right? I just went yeah, and did he's that. Doing everything. I've been Intercontinental Champion. I've been US Champion. I've been WWE Champion. I've never been Universal Champion. Yeah. And it's and it's super easy. Yeah. It's a streamlined effect with it. And I think you get a great match out about it. I'm totally cool with that happening yeah. as well. Both of those options for me, I yeah. think, would be spectacular. I look at it and I just want I want two things. I want to elevate somebody who AJ has not been in that main event scene. Neither has Kevin really. Mm-hmm. And I want uh, I want a good I want a good match yes. too, right? Like see, I'm all I, about match quality for the world titles. See, I I don't disagree with you on that. I I think Big E has a strong chance to win because they kind of did him dirty in his run, so they're gonna try to give him another one. Yeah. Uh, that's why he's like on my fringe. However. I am always in the camp too of like when I watch like the G one or we watch like yeah. anything that's like like the the AEW stuff with like Lance Archer and stuff. I always go. I always want the people who win these battle royal ladder yeah. what qualifying whatevers <laughs> you call them nowadays. Yeah. I want the best wrestler, the yeah. best worker to win them right. because especially for like AEW, they always have their best workers as world champions. Yeah, like Lance for the most Archer part, moving the needle yeah. for me. Yeah, like, Hangman and Lance Archer doesn't work. Hangman Adam Cole is much better, Absolutely. right? So I always want the best worker to work with the best workers, mm-hmm. which is why Daniel Bryan and Hangman is so awesome because yeah, yeah. two great workers working together. I would love Rollins takes a title. Rollins, Kevin Owens, Rollins, AJ to me is oh, much yeah. more appealing than. Uh, Rollins, Big E, hundred yes. percent agree. Yeah. But I do think that WWE doesn't necessarily care about and, that match and, quality. And the other thing too says. is for me for with the Big E thing is like I just and I'm looking at it from continuity standpoint. I just feel like there's just so many web there, right? If if Big E was champion or something like that, yeah. I'd be like maybe Kofi wins it and you get a big New Day yeah. main event something like that. But it's not, and I just don't feel like it worked. Mm-hmm. I did, and and I, they obviously they could have made it work and they could have had him steamroll everybody, right? Yeah, and we don't talk about it, but. I just don't see Seth and Big E in the title match as something where I go, this is nothing more to me than Jack Swagger. Yeah. Like, listen, listen, I would would die if this mania had Rollins, AJ, Lesnar, Reigns, Charlotte, Bianca, and then Bailey and Sasha. Yeah. Those four for the main four singles titles. Mm -hmm. And then you throw Shinsuke in, name a good wrestler. Damian Priest, name a good... Like, Mm -hmm. I'd be like, give me that stacked wrestling card. I'd be totally down for that. But usually, when you look at the past couple years, it's always... 
yeah, you get like Rain. Well, Rain's edge and yeah, Brian was awesome, Brian, right? Yeah. But then it's like, oh, here's like Drew and Bobby. Yeah. And it's like, you know, that's good. Or, or Randy and Bray Wyatt. And it's like, that's your WWE title match. It's like, those are usually the those WrestleMania matches that you get. Yeah. So I'm going from that same point of they're just going to give it to whoever they want. At that point, I think they probably want to give it to Big E because of what he's done. I don't, I don't even want to give it to Big E, though, because it's like his title run was so bad. And it's like, I think, he's should, I think he should be a favorite, but it's like. Uh, to me, it's like, how much more stuff can you do? How much more stuff can you give? He was Intercontinental Champion. Yeah. He wins at Mania. He wins Money in the Bank. He cashes in on Lashley, beats him, then beats him clean in a steel cage, and then he loses to Brock. It's not like he lost to a schmuck, okay? He loses to Brock. Now, mm-hmm. do I think he should have taken the pin? Probably not in that scenario. But all that withstanding, you've given Biggie a lot. And mm-hmm. to say that they have not pushed him to the moon, I think is absolutely incorrect. This isn't a no. Kofi situation where the fans are like organically getting behind him. Mm-hmm. This is a total WWE thing. Yeah. They gave him the money in the bank. He was IC champ for a while. He wins at Mania. I just don't see how it's like, okay, well, we're just going to keep going. We're just keep beating a dead horse. Yeah. I'd rather see somebody else there. Put Big E in a big match. Put him against Priest. Put him against Orton. Put him against yeah. name a guy. Put him against Bobby. Yeah. Fine, do that. Number one contendership, whatever. Cool. Yeah. All good. But yeah, just, no, I, I know I'm a hundred. I'm in. I'm in standpoint with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I know. don't know. Yeah. That's what not, WWE. I know it's not you particularly who is like I. This needs to happen. Just to me, um, I'm just. I'm yeah. Just dying. Like this, this Kevin Owens AJ Styles thing with Rollins would be phenomenal news. Yeah, I, I would love it. Look at that. Check yeah. that out, right? Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. Um. But yeah, I just for me, it, for it, it's. And it's nothing against Big E, and it, 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 I guess maybe it is. I don't know. I just have never felt that connection, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, like that, yeah. so that I'm automatically like, oh, yeah. can't wait to see that I'm, match. Yeah, see, I can't. So I don't watch Raw on the weekly, yeah, I and so I go, I go based off of like my 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 pre-takes on what I know about people yeah, yeah. and I just like Rollins, Owens, and AJ more no, than I, I like Big E. Yes. Like, and maybe if I watched yes. Raw every week and maybe if I watched it, I'd be like, oh, maybe Big E's awful. But I don't... It's I, not it's even hard. that he's awful. I think he's got a great promo. I think he's... Oh, I think he's solid in the ring. I yeah. don't think he's fantastic, but I think he's solid. I think he's got a good promo. He's got good energy. I think he can be more than just the funny guy in the New Day. Mm -hmm. I'm all for that. That's why you didn't see me having an issue with him beating Apollo for the Intercontinental title. I was like, it's a perfect place for him. Mm -hmm. As an upper middle, uh, as an upper card guy, I I totally agree with that. And I think he's got more longevity at the top of the card, unlike Kofi did. But at the same time, I just don't feel like in this particular instance, forcing him down my throat when it's somebody where it's like, Oh, we're just gonna get behind Big E. Okay, but the numbers suggest that you're not behind Big E. You know? So that's yeah. that's my big thing. I'm back to our original point though. I am so excited for this rumble. Mm-hmm. And I am really excited. I always get let down a lot of times because I'm like, oh, this guy can make a run, this guy, and then he gets eliminated in 20 minutes, and I go, meh. But I am very, 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 very freaking excited about this whole this whole thing. I'm yeah. very excited. Also, do you think so is, is yeah. Johnny Knoxville gonna be this like first entrant out thing or I hope so. I hope he's the first no, I hope he's number three. I hope we get two good badasses in there yeah. and then they beat each other up for a bit and then Knoxville walks down there and he's like, Let's go, yeah, whatever like that. Mm-hmm. And then the first two guys or no, actually like let me change it. I stop, 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 stop. Re- redo, 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 redo. Two guys we don't really care about, okay? Name two guys. Doesn't matter, right? Tag teams. Give me Chad Gable and... Andrew Dawkins. And, that was exactly what I was about to say. That's crazy. Because <laughs> he's Angel the first Dawkins. name on my list oh, okay. right here. 
<laughs> they're fighting, blah, 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 blah. Knoxville comes in at three, right? They're fighting each other. Knoxville eliminates both of them. Yeah. Okay? Oh, my gosh. Knoxville's in the ring by himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then here comes... Omos. Yes. Omos. Perfect example, right? Picks him up. Choke slam. Throws him out, right? At a big moment. Omos is standing by himself. And then we... Go. Get on with our lives. Okay, go. Yeah, yeah, That's how I kind of see it happening. Um, and I bet Knoxville takes a big bump, too, because he's a crazy bastard. Yeah. So it's be fun. Bastard. All right, let's just focus here a little bit. Uh, let's let's end this show uh, on some basketball talk. Let's do real quick. I want to check in on Michigan basketball here. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we talked about them at the beginning of the year, high expectations, number four team coming in. That was rough. Um, that rough. They're, they're barely above 500 right now. I have a lot of concerns. Freshmen have not played well. Hunter Dickinson's in, in and out of the lineup. Eli Brooks hasn't looked great. Offense hasn't looked good. What the hell's going on, man? I, I just don't I don't know what's going on. Is this a yeah. Jawan Howard thing? Is this just too many pieces to replace all at one time and yeah. you're just not gelling? They had a big win over Maryland. Maryland's not very good, but picked a big win up there. I, I, I think so. I think you came, coming into this year, I think it was – they're just not used to having mm-hmm. the the expectation and just the talent level that they have. Yeah. Normally, they come in with like a whole bunch of three, four-star guys. It's Absolutely. like, okay, we're going to play together well. But then it's like this year was like, okay, you have your two highest recruits you've ever gotten at Michigan yeah. coming in the same year. You got Dickinson and Eli Brooks returning. So you were expecting, okay, this is going to be a just monster year for them. Mm-hmm. And I think it falls short in that aspect. But yes. I think when you look at the team overall, you go, I don't think this is necessarily the best shooting, the mm. best no. defensive team. I think no. last year, I think Franz Wagner in the NBA is showing, yeah, maybe I was really, really good and just like kind of underrated at Michigan yeah. because he's putting up like 25 points a game at, in, in the Magic. And, no and I was like, I, yeah, no one plays Magic because he's playing for the Magic. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, you weren't really doing that for Michigan last year, but maybe you were. Maybe oh, I was yeah. just like missing that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I think they are going to, I, I'm going to keep saying it until it doesn't happen. I think they will catch an upswing soon. Uh, yeah. They play Indiana the Sunday, like yeah. Sunday as we're recording this. Yeah, so right, right. who knows if they win or lose. If they lose this game, then maybe there's just no yeah. hope. But I think there's a good chance they can win. Um, Indiana's fourteen and four. Yeah. Michigan's eight and seven. Michigan's on the road, and Michigan is the underdog by only like two and a half points. And, so know, that's why it's I'm like just waiting for them to catch. Like you know what I mean? I feel like I'm trying to build a fire. Yeah. And every and I'm like oh, and then it dies. Oh, exactly. And, and that's dies, what I'm saying. And is, I'm just waiting for them to finally go. Oh, let's it clicks. I think I think actually skipping this, having that week off because yeah, of COVID yeah. stuff and missing the Michigan State and the Purdue game yeah. helps a lot. Because yeah. instead of just getting their butt kicked, yeah. they got a week to like, okay, let's watch film, let's mm-hmm. figure this out. And then you watch, even though Maryland's not very good, you watch the Maryland game and you were like, okay, you could see yeah. their offense kind of spark a little bit. You could see the defense, it's getting better and better. Yeah. So I think this Indiana game coming up uh, today, and then they play Northwestern on Wednesday and Michigan in Michigan State on Saturday, I think yeah, it's like be, your big, big star one, is, okay, where is this team at? If they lose all three of those or something, okay, maybe it's just not like they yeah. just fail. And that's an unfortunate. And that's and that's very unfortunate. Yeah. I think there's a good chance the tournament is really bad. Yeah, I think there's a good chance though that you could beat, you could go two and three in that stretch, and then you could really start rolling. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, so it's, it's not been it's good, tough. but it's I tough. think I think with the talent they have and how good Juwan Howard is, maybe I think forces some of these five stars to stay in extra year because they ain't looked a lot. That's crazy. Back, Caleb right? Houston to start the year was projected to go top ten in the yep. draft, right. and now he's dropping to like mid second round right. in a lot of projections. Mm-hmm. So I think 
Maybe he stays. Maybe he stays, Doesn't and that could be really good. Is yeah. is if he stays, if give him a year. Diab, uh, yeah. Hunter Dickinson should stay. Hunter stay. Eli has to leave because he's yeah. a senior. Right, right. But uh, having these guys stay for sophomore, junior years, yeah. I think will be huge. Yep. For this year specifically, and like later years to come, they missed, they missed the Wagners and the Isaiah Livers desperately. Yeah. They missed the league. Yeah, they so I think them. I think they were hoping Caleb Houston was Isaiah Livers. Yeah, and he's, and he's not yet. Well, yeah, I think well, he yeah, could Livers be. Took some time. Yeah, I mean, Livers was a junior when he left, or was he a senior? I think he was a senior. Right, because he got hurt. Yeah, right? he got hurt. Yeah, yeah. but um, but like it does take some time for not everyone is going to be Zion, right? Like, yeah, like right out the gate. Yeah, exactly. So I'm honestly. That's why I'm now, like. That's why these next games are interesting because I'm like Caleb Houston's starting to yeah, feel himself, yeah, and yeah. if he really gets going in this offense, yeah. I think he could be really, really good. He just hasn't been there yet. Don Juan, man, gotta make it happen, baby. Gotta yep. make it happen. You're paid as much. It's similar to the Mel Tucker thing for football, right? Mel Tucker, you better start making some moves here for Michigan State. You're gonna pay ten million dollars a year. That's not yeah. good enough to finish third in the Big Ten. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta go better. You know what I mean? It's just the reality of it. Um, all right, let's shift focus here. Let's go to the pros here. NBA trade deadline is looming. Um, we talked. I don't. Did we talk on air about that potential trade for Ben Simmons? I don't believe so. Because I think it happened this there? week. Yeah. So there was a rumor out there that at one point during the season, Troy Weaver was like, "Hey, 76ers, we'll give you Shadiq Bay, boo, um, Jeremy Grant. That's fine, and another guy." And a second, first round pick. First round, first round pick for Ben Simmons. Now, Mike and I are both going to go on record right now and say that's a terrible trade. Agreed? Yes. Okay, good. Um, now, here's now, the funny thing is if you traded out Shadiq Bay for Killian Hayes, yeah. A plus trade. Yeah, Killian Hayes, Jeremy Grant, a guy in a first round Ronnie pick. Ronnie Bagruder in a first round pick. Fine. Fine. Dolan, done. Sold. Check the book. It's the Shadiq Bay part that yeah, is that's the a part, no-go That was the me. part for me. Yes, exactly. You don't trade a guy away who's 20 points a game for you. Um, but outside of that, it's a pretty common consensus at this point that Jeremy Grant is the, I guess, the biggest possible addition that someone can make at this point in time, yes. right? Like, it, it very much feels like he's the guy that, okay, we get Jeremy Grant on here, even if he's not a starter, six man, coming off the bench, going to give us 18 points a night. Yes. Pretty, you know, pretty, pretty good. good. Yes. Um, you know, we've seen the Lakers make a really, really bad trade offer for a random dude in a 2027 first round pick because they don't have any others to trade. Well, they were trading uh, THC and Kendrick Nunn, but yes. yeah, okay, yeah. Like, that is not good. Yeah, but I'm just saying do, it doesn't do anything. THC for is yeah. actually like good, and Kendrick Nunn, I he hasn't played all year. So yeah, exactly. No, thank you. Um, but there's a better than 50 percent chance that Jeremy Grant is gone. I would assume. I would assume. So, yeah. Yes. Um, what is a fair compensation for you at this point? Are you looking for players? Are you looking for picks? What are you looking for for the Pistons? Because obviously this season probably went more according to your plan than it did mine. I was expecting them to be at least competing for a play-in, and it's been an absolute disaster. Um, See, it's fine. Starting, my it's, patience for Dwayne Casey is starting to run thin. Yeah. A little bit. See, this is exactly how I thought the season would go. Yeah, yeah. So I am totally so I'm like, I'm, I'm like competent because I'm like, this is kind of – yeah, how we're feeling. Um, yeah. So I was talking to someone about yeah. this. I can't name names on here because uh, I name I, I name drop too many people on here. What? So what? Josh, Josh, big boy Josh, big boy Josh, because yeah. he knows all things NBA. <laughs> and he said that his ideal scenario would be um, obviously a first round pick, a starter, and then possibly like a cap dump if right, you right. had to for Jeremy Grant. Yeah. Like if a team was like, hey, to make the money work, right, right, right. here's this extra guy yeah. who you could just 
cut. cut at the end of the year or whatever. That's what uh, that's what Josh said he would be cool with. Mm. And I said I would tend to agree with that. Yeah. Give me a like a good role player, yep. a first round pick, like an upcoming like next yeah. two years first round pick, yep. and then if you want to give us the expiring contract guy yep. because you, you, need you need to, to make, make the make money, money work, work or whatever, yeah. that's fine. Like so, and he was talking so before Cam Reddish got traded from yep. Atlanta, yep. he was like something like a Cam Reddish first round pick and yeah. expiring contract for Jeremy Grant. And I was like, that's a pretty fair. I game. would, I would take that. Yeah. 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 Because I think Cam Reddish could be a future player for you. Yeah. And, um, the expired contract guy doesn't matter. Is there, is and there you a get first spot round pick. in this lineup that you, if, if let's just, let's hope that they can get a first round pick for yes. him. That'd be great. But like from a player perspective, is there a position where like they're, they're hurting desperately at point guard, shooting guard, forward forward. Is there a so, spot? Is it just to fill that vacancy for him? Yeah. Or so, is it... No, so I think I think the ideal spot would be getting a shooting guard okay. out of this. Only because so we're gonna assume yep. that you're the second worst team in basketball at the yep. end of this year. Probably. Record wise. Probably yes. you will be or third yeah. worst if oh if you pass OKC somehow or if whatever they the case. The lottery, I'd be so oh, I'm not even saying winning the lottery, but if you get a top three in the lottery. That'd be great. You either get um Pablo Yeah what's his face from Duke. Duke yeah. Uh you get Chet Holmgren yeah. if you're number one. Yeah. Or there's an Auburn guy, I think his name is Jabari yes. Grant or yeah, Jabari Smith or something. Yeah, 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 uh, he's good. from Auburn. He's really good also. Yep. Two power forwards and a center. I don't want the center from I don't want the center from uh was it Gonzaga? Gonzaga? You don't I want Chet? Want, no, I don't want Okay, that's fair. So yeah, so you don't even want the number one. No. If you're like the perfect draft order would be yeah. Orlando, us, whoever. Just, but big tall, lanky white guys transferring to the nba just doesn't work yeah so um but so <laughs> to my point though is i don't think you want to trade necessarily for another forward yeah, because yeah. you're more than likely going to be drafting a forward yeah. in this upcoming draft they wanted that could to draft be a forward two years ago when they drafted Hayes. they wanted that brandon williams guy out of florida state mm-hmm. before he just went forward to chicago yeah that's who that's who troy we wanted to get originally so. yeah exactly yeah. but i think i think a guy like the uh either pablo or yeah. uh jabari grant i think would both be great pieces here yeah. as a four yeah. Um, so I think getting a shooting guard would be a, a much uh, needed improvement because I think Killian Hayes unfortunately needs to see either the bench or see off this team. Yeah, Cor- and I think and, and I think Corey Joseph starting for this team is not good. Awful. Yeah. And yeah. I think I think Cade will finally make his official move to point oh, guard and just run the offense because it needs to happen. Yeah. And it's going to turn into the. Not as bad, I hope not, but the Luka Doncic Dallas Mavericks team is going to be the Kate Cunningham Detroit Pistons, where a lot of the ball is going to go through him. If Fine. he doesn't play, it's tough. Yeah. But you got Shadiq Bay, you got. They just um, need to score more points. They're they, not scoring points. They don't They're score points. So not. that's why I said yeah. go for some kind of shooting guard. Yeah. And they could get like a Dante. I know Dante DiVincenzo has not been very good this yeah. year. But like old Dante DiVincenzo from the last couple years from the Bucks yeah. would be like a great, like. Young guy, mold of a yeah. piece that right, you'd right. want. A guy who could shoot really well yeah. as a three and D guy Good would be defense. perfect. Yeah. Yes, uh, so yeah. something like that in that sense, I think, is a guy that you would look for because you're probably going to draft a forward or center in this draft. Great analysis there, Mike. I love it. Um, speaking of the trade deadline as a whole, right? Obviously, the Russell Westbrook trade rumors are a buzzing, right? Nobody wants him because nobody wants to take on that deal, nope. and I don't think anyone would want him outside of if now, he was let me ask if they're paying him five million dollars i don't think someone would want let him. me ask you this because you know the the narrative is for what it's worth right that lebron was like yeah let's bring russ in i want russ yeah. on the team okay let's assume that's correct i don't know how accurate it is or not but that's yeah. what everyone's assuming do you think that lebron also goes yeah get rid of him I think there's a strong because, chance. Now here's okay, so they're good guys. They're friends. You know? Now here's my problem with what the Lakers are right now. 
is bad. Well, <laughs> yes, not very good. But I said this with LeBron putting up thirty a night, yeah. and they're still bad. That's um, not good. Uh, I said this when we oh last talked the NBA though is. Yeah. Anthony Davis is supposed to be coming back within the next week or so. I think he's practicing I think right you told now. Me that last time we talked about the <laughs> yeah, he's he's fully yeah. I know this oh happens God, every time. So I think I think he's fully participating in like full drills and stuff. And he's you. he's a he's a game time decision against Miami. Okay. Sunday night at six, right? All right. So I think I I, I just want to see this team fully healthy and like playing together before I say because I think having all three of them play together, I think could still be. Good. Yeah, you're still holding out that hope, huh? I am holding out hope, yeah. and it's not like optimistic hope. I don't no, think it's going to work, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I think that LeBron just we finds seen a it. way. We really haven't. But seen I think it. I think yeah. a starting lineup of like Westbrook, Malik Monk, LeBron, name a four. I don't Carmelo? know. Mello and and Anthony Davis can find you offense. Oh, yeah. I think that is offense galore, and that's what they need because they can't score. Yeah. So. I, I, I still want to hold out hope. Now, I don't think Russell Westbrook is very good in no. the slightest at all. I think he's getting um, worse. But LeBron having to play the five is also not very good because you're just getting out-rebounded like 60 to 10 every it's single game. He doesn't care. He's like, I'm not jumping for that crap. Yeah. Get out of here. But that's why you need Anthony Davis in there to play the five. So, um, he's literally Magic Johnson, by he's the way. Stop comparing him to Jordan. It's Magic Johnson. It's Magic Johnson. Yeah. That's the identical comparison. It's literally it. Um, uh, let me, ask, let me ask you this. How much of it do you put on Frank Vogel, right? He finally oh, got the Frank okay Vogel. to pull him out of the lineup in crucial situations. They beat Indiana, right? Did they beat no, Indiana? they lost they like, Indiana. Oh, I still lost him. I thought, yeah. they, they thought they pulled it out. Nope. Um, but with that being said, right, like, do you think a coaching change would – I don't think a coaching change is going to solve their problem. I, I think a coaching change will help a lot. Really? And here's why. So imagine this I lineup. I just keep thinking LeBron's still a de facto coach. So. Um, imagine this this lineup, right? Okay. So you, you're the Lakers, right? Okay. And you're like, we need some shooting out there. You know what two guards they played for 20-plus minutes a game with together with LeBron on the court? Rajon Rondo and Russell Westbrook. <laughs> they had lineups. This is this was a this was a, a really second, good. This is a second quarter lineup for you. Ready for this? Yeah. Rajon Rondo, Russell Westbrook, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Dwight Howard. Wow. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, you could say right. I think I I put that on Vogel because I go, yeah. where's your shooting? You LeBron's really good with shooters around him, yeah. and you put three guys on the court that can't shoot. Yeah. With Andy Davis and LeBron, yeah. Like your lineups just have to be better at certain points. Right. Like they right now, as of like when they played Indiana, they took out LeBron and Russell Westbrook together yeah. and put them back in together right. instead of staggering their minutes right. after, like, six minutes. Right. Like, why are you taking them out and putting them back in together? Why don't you take out LeBron first six minutes in, stagger Westbrook to play the whole first quarter, right. and then have LeBron play the early second quarter, have Russell Westbrook, just like they did with Andy Davidson and LeBron yeah. when they won the title. Right. Like, don't take your two star players out and then have, like, Kendrick Nunn, Malik Monk try to run the offense. That's what. That's why you have Russell Westbrook is to play those minutes when LeBron's out. Yeah. Because that's when he's he's best when there's no other stars on the court with him. Because he just does everything. What I'm getting from this is that I think Mike Merkel should be the head coach. I think I should be the head coach because I'd go. You guys aren't playing together. Yeah. Sorry. I'm like, get it out of here. Banana swirl. Banana Banana swirl. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So it's frustrating. Um, But I do think it could work together if Fogle either finds better lineups or just isn't there. Yeah. They really need a lot of that. uh, that Cavs magic there with none out there. Yeah, can we get Tyron Lue? So, so, so nobody. Because so, so he can sit there and LeBron yeah. can do it all because yeah. LeBron knows what he's doing. 
Good lord. Um, any but, other big names that you think would be on the move? Who who needs to make a move here? Like, I mean, the Lakers are going to try to, but they have no assets and nobody to give and no nothing anybody wants. Unless, right? unless you want to give away Malik Monk and he's the only Ex- good player on the exactly. team. Exactly. So like, so like, who else needs to make a move here? Like, do you think that Dallas they're finally kind of getting their they're getting a stride? But I feel like Dallas would be a perfect team to be like, hey, if we can go get a Jeremy Grant, that'd yes. Be a spot for oh him, my right? God, yes. So, now, like, now here's the thing. Yeah. I think there's a lot of teams that I don't think in their mindset needs to make a move. Yeah, yeah. But some teams like like Denver is like I don't think they're like out there looking to make a move by any means. Yeah, but I think but I think year. I think making a move would help them a lot. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. or some like like Dallas, same thing as you got Porzingis actually playing well for the first time in a long time. Porzingis playing well. He was a Nick. Yeah. Uh <laughs> Jalen Brunson's starting outside of Tim Hardaway, but Tim Hardaway's giving you really good mints off the bench. So I'm like, they don't necessarily need more help. I don't love Jalen Brunson. I think he's just okay. I think Jalen Brunson's really good off the bench. Yeah, yeah, right. Like yeah. not as a starter, yeah. but when he comes off the bench and gives you like twelve minutes off the bench, it's like the best twelve minutes yeah, you ever get. Twenty minutes. And he's like, he's like what Rondo gave you when the, when the Lakers were in the bubble, yeah. where he comes in, plays really well for like six minutes, and, and it's like, it out. and now now go down. Right. Give me Luca back in, but yeah, like right. I can give you six minutes. Yeah, I, that's what Jalen Brunson is to me. But um, those two teams I think are big for uh, making a move. Yeah. Um, outside of that, I think the East is hard because I think there's only two teams that are really competitive in the East. Yeah. And like the rest of them, it's like 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 Chicago's just injury bug right now. Like they yeah, they lost Lonzo, yeah. Alex Caruso, and oh, yeah, Zach Caruso Levine. Broke his hand, right? Yeah, Zach yeah. Levine's out for a little bit too. So it's like you're just losing your starters at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, that's your problem with Chicago. And then all the other teams outside of the Bucks and Nets just yeah. don't have the firepower to beat the Bucks or Nets. Let me ask you about Harden because Harden has been rumored a little bit, but like he's not necessarily opposed to being dealt, right? Like he'd be open to a move. I mean, I don't know what you'd have to do to get him or to move him or what the Nets would have to get in return in yeah. order to make that beneficial. Because he has not been. I would not say that Harden has been great since he got to Brooklyn. I'll I think s- he's been a shell of himself. I, I'll say right now that the Nets. If they want to be relative, mm-hmm. they need Harden for yeah. six weeks because Kevin Durant's not playing. Yeah. And if Kevin Durant's not playing and you try to trade James Harden, yeah. name me another player that plays on that team. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. They have, they're they starting. Griffin. They're starting lineup. They lost Paul Millsap, man. Wait, hold on. Let me let me look at the starting. They had a starting lineup the other day. I was like, I can't even name you three of the five starters that are on Steve this team. Steve Nash is coaching his butt cheeks off. Yeah. So he's got, oh, yeah. So they got, they got Peyton Mill, or is his name Peyton Mills? Peyton Mills from sure. San Antonio. Yeah, Mills, okay. you know what I'm yeah, talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Patty Mills. Patty Mills. Patty, Patty Mills, Mills. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you got you got Kyrie, James Harden, uh, Patty Mills. You got who's this guy? Hold on. <laughs> Kes- All right, ready? Kessler Edwards. The famous Kessler Edwards. And the Kessler and, Edwards? and Deron Sharp are your two other starters. Yeah, nothing on those two guys. And those are your starting players. That means your bench. Blake Griffin can't get on the, on the starting lineup nope. on this team. Nope. Are you serious? Nope. Wow. He he's your he's Paul not even your six man. Paul, Paul Millsap couldn't get on the starting lineup in this team. Marcus Aldridge, really? No, none of these guys could get give you. I mean, they're not going to give you thirty minutes a night because no. none of them have needs. I guess anymore. Marcus Aldridge is your sixth man. Technically, he plays twenty two minutes off the bench. Okay. Wow. That's, that's that's what I mean though. I'm like, what are you gonna like? What are you gonna do there? You can't lose James Harden because you, you have, have nothing else. By a mile right now. Yes. In the NBA, and it's not even close. Okay. It's okay. really not even close. Yeah. I would have Bucks by a mile, followed by. Let's look at where are we standings right now. Let's see. 
how close? All right, we'll give you. I'll give, give you um, one positive thing about any basketball team so far because it's all like it's so top heavy and the yeah. sexy. Okay, team okay, here's it. okay. Yeah. Let's talk some positive basketball. Okay, <laughs> Bucks are really good. Bucks are <laughs> Bucks are amazing. Um, Golden State, they're feeling yeah, they're themselves. Really well right Steph Curry's now. not really playing, Clayback, but Clayback, Clayback and yeah. they're getting healthy. Mm-hmm. They're playing really well. Phoenix is the best team in basketball right now. They're thirty six and nine. Um, the next best is thirty three. You know who's really showing up to play this year? Memphis. Really? Okay. They are thirty-two and sixteen, yeah. and they're the third best team in basketball right, in general. Yeah. yeah. Actually, John Morant's having himself a year. The funny thing is, the top four teams are Phoenix, Golden State, Memphis, and Utah, record-wise. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Really. Four West teams. And everybody who's like, oh, good, those teams. Yeah, I love nobody. I, nobody, I nobody, nobody. Nobody league is like, oh, great, we got Memphis and the Utah Jazz and the Western Conference Finals. Woo! Yep, that's a fun one. Yeah. So yeah, so I have go bear. Yeah, yeah. Milwaukee by a country mile, followed by uh, Phoenix, Golden State, and um, who's your who's your finals matchup right now? Yeah, uh, Golden State and Milwaukee. Ooh, that'd be a fun one, and that would be a lot of fun. Yeah, a lot of fun. No, what Golden State would never get a rebound. Golden State uh, wouldn't get a rebound, but they wouldn't, uh, but they wouldn't miss a three. <laughs> <laughs> and then Milwaukee would be like, I, we are going to desk. Oh Mil- Giannis might average 45 in that series. Rebounds or points? Po- both. <laughs> 45 and 45. Raymond's like, I just, he's just so big. He's just so giant. I don't know how to do it. Like DeAndre Ayton. You know what? DeAndre Ayton, game six of the NBA Finals last year, was like, I'm going to hold you to 50. Yeah, exactly. Nailed it. Nailed it. He did that. Terrible. So what's uh what's uh, uh Draymond Green gonna hold you to what sixty? Wiseman even playing right now? Is he still no, hurt? No, Kawhi's still hurt. Paul George got hurt. Clippers are just who knows? Yuck. 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 Um, Talk about a team, by the way. If not to bring this back to the NFL to put a button on this, but are the LA Clippers the Minnesota Vikings, where they thought they had a window? No, and then they completely just no. went and signed the biggest free agent possible and went there goes our window. No. <laughs> You know, you know, you know who they are. Yeah. They're the Green Bay Packers. Oh, they're they're the... not even good in the regular season, though. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, it's tough. That's what I'm saying. Minnesota. They haven't done anything since they signed Cousins, right? They've been no, 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 no. So no, I count this year as like the bubble year for the Clippers, okay. where everyone was like, "The Clippers, baby. Yeah. They're the team to beat." And they're yeah. like, and then Jokic is like, "I actually, I play basketball yeah, too. I'm you better know, than him, I'm better than Jamal everyone." Like, mm. Luka Doncic, I take them to seven games every time by I myself. play up by myself. Shooting I put up. Shooting a tie, a game-winning three from half court, and everyone. Yeah. Like, oh my god! I put up 41, 14, 11 average against yeah, yeah. the Clippers every year. They're just—I just don't have another teammate that actually plays basketball with me. Point guard wins aren't a stat, Mike. Point guard wins. <laughs> it should be. It should be a stat. Small point forward wins are not a stat either. Yeah. Right? Get out of here with that crap. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just kind of for me. I, I use you as my barometer for the NBA a lot of times because I can't watch as many games as you do you're a freak of nature you're you're a man you're a man's man but um, man's i'm man. ready for the i'm ready for the playoffs really like i'm, I'm like i'm slowly but surely kind of getting into a rhythm here a little bit it's just hard because i was really hoping to watch relatively meaningful pistons games and i say that with an asterisk like i like i said didn't expect to make the playoffs just wanted to kind of flirt with the you're, idea you're, you're insane i was i was really you know what, high you know i was you, excited you know what your problem is rob i fell in love you're with Cade Cunningham you're, you're I, we never have the first pick you're, before you were way too optimistic with the detroit teams i know i am i try i try so you're hard. like lions like nine and seven i did not this year give me don't don't you say that don't you put that on me don't you put that evil on me i said from the beginning as long as they just win a game i'll be thrilled mm. didn't i say that come on what was come our, on what, did you did you take the over at the five and a half and it was the start of the year 
No, I th- I think I actually took the under. Oh, did you take the under at five? Right? I think I said I said I said I think five wins is probably okay. What yeah, okay, that's fair. Okay. I I I think so. Maybe I did, but I said if I did take the over, I said maybe six. Yeah. I did not have the winning seven games yeah. this year. There's no way. I as much as I'd like to put that into existence, yeah. I couldn't even manufacture seven wins for this team. So it was rough. Yeah. But normally yeah. you're right. I will say though, <laughs> looking pre NFL schedule, yeah, I I think I think Lions get seven wins next year. Yeah, you don't want to hear me say this, but I low-key think they can compete for a playoff spot next year if they make Okay, this. that's too yeah. far. We're 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 pouncing a little Especially far because depending on how this division works out, if Rodgers leaves and all this change, right, going on yeah. with Chicago and everything. Like yeah. for example, right, not to get too off topic, we're already an hour and a half into this, but I've read reports that GMs are interested in the Bears job simply because they think they can make Justin Fields a trade chip to get back into this draft in the first round. How insane is that, Mike? How insane is that? Do you, would they trade the Lions, Justin Fields? I don't think I don't think the Lions ever wanted Justin Fields. That's, that's what insane. people don't. That's what people don't understand. That's insane. Is because here's the thing. Here's why. Because they were in on Trey Lance. They like Trey Lance, yeah. right? Justin Fields did not do anything for me this year to make me think that. Oh my God, they missed out on this generational talent. Chicago's not good. I get it. I, listen, I'm not disagreeing. Trevor with Lawrence you. didn't do anything. I still say he's phenomenal. I, listen, I get it, but that's a whole different scenario. Yeah. He didn't even have. Trey a Lance does. Zach Wilson. None of them look good. That's my point. That's my point, though, is that I, you're not telling me anything where I go. There was a whole lot of redeeming qualities because Dalton won more than Justin Fields did. Nick Foles did better than Fields did in his limited action. So it's like. I don't know. I love Justin Fields. It's crazy. Yeah, I don't. I. Uh, it's not that it hasn't happened, but I'm also not upset that they didn't pick him and take Carolina's trade offer. Let me yeah. put it that way. Yeah. I'm very happy with my All Pro right tackle, Penisol. Yeah. That's that's what I'm saying. So with that being said, now they still need a quarterback. I get that, but at the same time, if you need to get another guy in there in Chicago, you need to get people in there with Minnesota. Minnesota is in a whole world of hurt right now. They don't know what the hell they're gonna do, yeah. cap wise and everything else. And then Green Bay, cap situation, Rodgers and Adams is both gone. That's their whole offense, by the way. I don't know if anybody knows that or not. Um, so to me, I go, it's wide-ass open. And maybe yeah. they can back in and win it, be the Eagles and win nine and eight, go 9-8 and eight and get killed in the first round of playoffs. Just saying. I don't think it's going to happen, but I'm saying if they come out here, they draft really well, and they, they get contributions like they did from this draft class next year, mm-hmm. I think you're in pretty good shape. But I digress. All right. Let's get in for this week's show, guys. Next week, we are going to be talking um, – well, during the week, we're going to be talking NFC, AFC Conference Championship games. We're going to be talking how hopefully, um, you know, we just don't see more bad matchups and prepping ourselves for the Super Bowl and all that yeah, good stuff. I am, I am not excited so far with these AFC, NFC oh, matchups. Good Lord. <laughs> like, for, I, know, I, know, I know you're not a Packers stand. No. But you can't tell Anybody me that you, you would have not liked to see Rodgers, Stafford, or Rodgers – uh, if, Brady. You if you guarantee me that they lose, then I would agree with you. See, I just want I just want the best <laughs> matchups, Rob. Yeah, and see, 49ers don't do that to maybe, me. Because Jimmy Garoppolo can't throw the ball forward. Guess what? Guess what? Rodgers going into the NFC title game to lose it again, and everyone talks about how good Aaron Rodgers is just for him to choke it away again, doesn't make it any better either. So let's see. Yeah. Caution the wind. This year's crazy, dude. Yeah. We got Cincinnati Bengals in the AFC title game. Yeah, but this Joe, whole year but that's, is insane. But that's Joe Cool. Yeah, Joe that's cool. Joe Cool. Uh-huh. He's so cool. Yeah, nine sacks, and 300, 300 yards, yards, and a pick. Yeah, exactly. Not pick six. Picks. He threw a touchdown to the other team. Okay, it's not. It wasn't a pick six. No, I, it was a pick that yeah. ended up in a touchdown. Yeah, no, my point is, it's still. Yeah. Anyway, um, this whole year is weird though. Tennessee was the number one seed. 
That's all I need to say. And that's how you know this weird this year. Tennessee was the number one seed two years ago. Shut up. Why, why, why you got to do that? Again? I'm trying to close out the show. You're kicking my legs out from underneath me. You want Biggie to win the Rumble. Everything about this, terrible. So if Biggie wins the Rumble and you hate the Rumble this year, blame Mike. It's all his fault. All right. All right, and, when you, and, watch, and when you watch the NFC Championship game, that's the night game, and you <laughs> oh, watch, really? yeah, and you watch Bucks 49ers or Rams 49ers, yeah. and it's seven to three, and we all go, why are we watching an NFC Championship game that's seven Stafford to three? Six passes, and they go to the NFC title game. Stafford didn't do enough, and I'm just over here with my little flag agreeing because you're like, I just I go, made the case that Jimmy Garoppolo didn't do enough. Exactly, ex- no, and I go exactly, but guess what? Quarterback wins aren't a stat, and he's going to the Super Bowl. Woo! Right? Because that's all people care about. That's anyway. That's going to be for this week's show, though, guys. On behalf of the Missing Whale Man, he's the Merck's own Mike Merkel shaking his head disgraceful at me. I'm the Mouth of Michigan, Robin Dyke, and we will see you guys, as always, next time.